This is our worst podcast ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not saying too much, but yeah. We- Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 37 of Whatever. This week we have a special guest. Um, Eddie's with us. Yeah. Hey! Um, so yeah, I've been notably absent for the last, I don't know, like a month at this point. Um, yeah, so there, there are no listeners, so it's not notably absent. Yeah. There's at least one. Okay. Casey was like, did you die? <laughs> and then that's it. Anyway, uh, yeah, my mother-in-law passed away like about um, three weeks ago or so, uh, wow. really suddenly of cancer. So that's where I've been for the last, you know, uh, forever. Yeah. So thanks. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. Um, uh, obviously, just taking care of the family. But the, that kind of came first uh, other than our you know, podcast with five listeners. So anyway, we should be back on a fairly regularly or regularly scheduled now, I think. Yeah. For the most part. We've got a whole bunch of back content you're probably going to see popping up over the next week. Um, uh, tomorrow's Mother's Day, so I'm probably not doing anything tomorrow. But on Monday and Tuesday, I should be able to get some uh, uh, more shows out, and you guys should see a whole bunch of them. So probably by the time you hear this, yeah, you'll be sick of us. Um, PSA, by the way, um, cancer's a real bitch. So if you've never uh, ever checked yourself for any kind of cancer, be it testicular, breast, colon, I'm available. Check yourself out, man. Yeah. I don't recommend the self-checks for the colon cancer. Can you help me check my testicular? <laughs> Eddie, I mean, please. A couple more beers. But uh, uh, I, I brought some. Anyway, so yeah, do that. Well, I'm pretty sure that we all like to regularly grope ourselves and make sure that we don't have Yeah, it's not a problem for us at this table. Yeah, this, this table, <laughs> we're good. We're cancer-free, but... Uh... <laughs> all right, so um, obviously the big thing we got to talk about this week is, of course, in the Marvel Universe, uh, Captain America Civil War. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, Wait, are we not, is this synopsis. not a special episode for we, Civil War? No, because we have other content we have to do as well. Oh, um, we, will, we will have plenty of time to talk Civil War. but We might have, but I think... Um, First off, I want to see it again, and then we can have a really long, in-depth discussion of it. Because right now, I'm just sort of like high on all the you know cool shit that happened in this movie. Um, so I, I guess I'll open it up. Uh, Snyder, if you're watching, this is how you handle this many cast members. Oh, for sure. Like, I I thought it was that's one of the things that really struck me about this is there was a nice balance struck between all the characters. You could tell the main two characters were de- this was less Captain America and more Avengers slash Iron Man Captain America movie it was it was exactly what anthony Ma- anthony mackie called it which was avengers 2.5 yeah see and i would have even gone a little bit further than that and said it, it's like 2.95 right yeah, yeah. Like, it's just barely not avengers 3 like the only reason this isn't the avengers is because like thor was off making that shitty snow white movie and uh the hulk i guess just that he didn't have the cgi budget for it after spider-man or something so um <laughs> even snow white movie aside i don't think thor was ever planned on being i know, this movie. I, know. Um, yeah. I was just, just because he's supposed to be kind of kicking him when he's and, down too because well, they're doing ragnarok which from what i understand the rumors coming out of ragnarok it's supposed to be pretty epic the story it better be because that last thor movie you you didn't like dark world it's, i don't even know what the fuck it's about still and i'm it's about the the little red stuff it's one of the stones i know it's a little rock floating around in a bunch of red cum i get it but i don't understand 
Like, I mean, I get so, the movie. Like, I just it doesn't hold my interest long enough for me to sit down and watch so, it start to finish. So, you know who Stone. Malekith and the Dark Elves are? We, we've yeah. had we've had okay. this discussion on the show a couple of times. But you know, when you get in the car in the morning and you drive and you get somewhere like a half an hour later and you're like, "How the fuck did I get here?" Yeah, like I don't remember any part of this drive to work. What <laughs> just happened? That's me watching Thor: that's The Dark, Thor, the Dark World. Just, World for both of us. Yeah. I think at this table, it wasn't bad. I don't remember ever thinking like, "God, oh, this is a terrible movie." No, it definitely movie. wasn't like the best. But, but I can't remember a goddamn part of it except for at the end. Uh, I can't. Either. Loki takes Frank over Lee. his uh, <laughs> what's his face? Yeah. Oh yeah. Doesn't Loki kill the dad? Right. Yeah. I don't know. The guy who played um, Malekith, the Dark Elf Lord, or whatever the fuck his name is, um, former he, doctor. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Christopher Eccleston. Really good actor. Right. Really he enjoyed is. his performance. I liked him better in this than I did as Destro in the uh, yes. first G.I. Joe movie. Fuck that movie. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, uh, back to Civil War. Um, so yeah, that was one of the things that really immediately just as an overview jumps out at me is this is just cast is completely packed. Uh, they've got tons and tons of characters in here and they all feel really, really well balanced. Um, there was, you know, one notable cameo, which was Stan Lee and everybody else felt like they were, had a real part to play in the movie. Um, everybody got their own share of screen time and was there for a good reason. Except for, I think we were talking about this before, Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man's there because Spider-Man's fucking cool. And that's Spider-Man was not there for a good reason. Spider-Man was there because Tony Stark is a dick and was like, hey, you're 16. Go punch Captain America. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, I feel like Spider-Man was also there because Marvel was just like, we kind of got to put him in something, right? We got to get these rights back from Sony or we got to make a deal so that we can get him in one of well, our movies. And he was there because, I mean, Matt, yes, he's fucking cool. And I, <laughs> I, I personally really enjoyed the way Spider-Man looked. I liked the way he sounded. I liked his banter and his movement. And also he's there because the the original Civil War material, the, the source material, Spider-Man is kind of at the center of it. So you, if you make this movie and you don't include Spider-Man, shame the fuck on you. Well, here's the thing. I, I'm not shitting on Spider-Man being in this movie in any way, shape, Yeah, or I know form. you're not. Obviously, they didn't utilize him how they did in the comic books, which, I mean, by the time that they finally secured the rights to use him... Yeah. They couldn't have because the story was already mostly developed by the time that yeah, happened. Yeah, they would have kind of had to set that up before this movie probably. Yeah, he did somewhat just get shoehorned into the into the one battle scene. As far but, as as hey. far as plot goes, you know, there there was sort of almost like a recruitment montage where they're like, "Hey, you got a guy?" Uh, yeah, I got and, a guy. And, and, and they go, go grab like four of your favorite heroes, you know. Here's then, the thing and everybody's thinking it at this table right now. You know Tony Stark totally banged Aunt May. Oh hell yeah! Before Peter got home, what, dude. Now, now, hold on, yeah. let's, let's talk about this. <laughs> you mean Marissa Tomei? What like, there's I... a reason she didn't get up when when <laughs> yeah. he came into the room. There was a lot of subtle, like really subtle <laughs> nods at themselves. Like, hey, so I'm gonna go tell your unreasonably hot aunt. Like that wasn't that was not a uh, uh, that was just you know like he practically looked directly at the camera and said, yeah, we know. Yeah, and <laughs> the same, same thing where Spider Man's like one of the best lines in the movie too. Like. Uh, he he grabs Cap Shield or something like that, and he's like, you know, this thing totally does not obey any of the laws of physics whatsoever. I, yeah, I kind of yeah. I, yeah. I kind of want to say that um, that that your unreasonably hot ant line probably wasn't even in the script. That just sounds like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, they, like, it really does. <laughs> and, and like, while I'm open to Marissa Tomei being Aunt May at the same time, like to be honest, she didn't fit as Aunt May to me. Um, See here's the thing this is a different approach that they're taking with the spider-man and i think it's actually probably the the closest to a right approach that they've done yeah um and so like i can forgive them her being young and not elderly and whatnot no no it's not the fact that she's young it's just she doesn't like in my mind with aunt may it's not 
Marissa motherfucking Tomei. See, like the thing here is that like she she's not uh, Marissa Tomei at this point is not unreasonably young. Like she she uh, is unreasonably attractive for what I would picture Aunt May. <laughs> yeah, being, exactly. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I want that's part to of my problem. Aunt May, yeah. and that's part of my problem is I should not want to but, bang. But Aunt that May. that part at least uh, kind of reminded me a little bit of the Ultimate Universe. Like the Ultimate Universe, Aunt May is not unreasonably attractive like she is here, but um, it's a much younger Aunt May, a much more right. active Aunt May, especially compared to like at that time. You know, you're coming off a of Maguire Spider-Man where Aunt May is like actually like the Crypt Keeper. Um, yeah. 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 And and these Marvel movies of late have done a really good job of kind of uh, bridging the gap between the 616 and the Ultimate Universes anyway. Oh, yeah. 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 There was so, a lot of even the, the and, and bit of Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2 for that. For that yeah. matter. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 did a really good job with Electro as far as that's concerned. A lot of people didn't like it. Yeah. Um, I liked it, but a lot of people didn't understand like the basis of of that particular character wasn't in the six one six is not the not the Electro that everybody else is familiar with that wears a stupid shitty costume. Yeah, no, the, and the, I, the when it comes to Amazing Two, mm. like for me, the part that the parts that I didn't like was the let's play a song with his Sonic like the, with the lightning hitting the different things. And so that's the techno oh, background yeah. music. Like Michael Bay could have directed that scene and nobody would have known the difference. Exactly. Like that's, yeah, I get you there. Yeah. Like for me, I enjoy the, the movie. Wow. Yeah. The, the they movie just want to make of... it like Tesla Coils are in real life. Like they can they can play songs and shit like that. Yeah, but, but you, as, you as, as like a cool little trick. Like... But yeah, this was fucking douchey. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. So... I see what they were going for and they failed. And that's fine. <laughs> so since we're talking about Spider-Man anyway, we got to talk about Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Because um, I was not on board for this going into the movie, or at least not, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say not on board, but cautiously optimistic. Like, uh, I don't know. Dude, they, they totally CG'd that mole off his face. Yeah. Yeah, they did. But d- wasn't he pretty <laughs> awesome? Like, I really liked his Spider-Man. Yeah, I, no, I, 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 I didn't it. know there was a mole, so uh, that yeah. tells you it's pretty good. Well, yeah. there was no mole in, on the movie, but he does right, have a right, mole. Okay, so yeah. then if we're talking CG and faces, we got to talk about uh, Robert Downey Jr. Young Robert y- Downey Jr. Young, young RDJ. Dude, Holy shit. I kept looking and I was like, God, that is so fucking Yeah, like, here's, here's the crazy thing. So they did this in Ant-Man creepy good yeah they did this with um uh fucking paul rudd michael douglas michael oh. douglas they made yeah. michael douglas young and then they made him old see but yeah michael um, douglas is well they didn't make him old nearly time no. time yeah, did that my friend that was not nearly as seamless though as it was in this movie like i was really looking like and i knew it was yeah, cg because like, obviously they didn't de-age him 30 years that but. looked like him uh, from his movies that he did back right. in those back days. Yeah, I was like, like was hey, who's, who's this young actor that's a ringer for Robert Downey Jr. when he was yeah. 20 fucking years younger? Or back when, he, when Robert Downey Jr. is nose deep in some coke and hookers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I don't even think he was into the coke and hookers yet with that at that particular age. I don't know. He was standing by me or something, I don't know. Yeah, probably. Was he in that? No. no. That was he was not in that. Absolutely was not he in that. Did, he did, when I saw that scene, the though, he, he really in? did remind me of that. Uh I stand by me for some reason too so mm. weird um, it's the uh it's the jerry o'connell look yeah, yeah. maybe that's it yeah i don't know but anyway tom holland reason, um, came to mind. yeah tom holland so uh i did i was not uh, having seen toby mcguire spider-man and having seen um andrew garfield spider-man i was not as big a fan of uh uh toby um because he was kind of whiny and bitchy and he got the cheesiest sort of uh spider-man snark um that just kind of sucked and mcguire got that much much better um or not mcguire but uh 
Holland, Garfield, Holland, Garfield Garfield got Garfield, that much much yeah. better, uh, but lost some of the other aspects that were good about Tobey Spider Man too. But I thought Tom Holland was like a nice bridge between the two versions we've seen, yeah. and a lot more true to the character. Like Very he is true, nerdy. Yeah. He's like he he's you know not confident in his in his actual skin, but God, you put him in the costume and he's just perfect. Toby, yeah, Toby, Toby uh, was extremely whiny, but he but he pulled off like the he's every nerd that you ever wanted to beat up in high school look. Oh, for yeah. sure. And the yeah. thing um, about Toby's Spider-Man for me is like the first one really got the Peter Parker part right. Spider-Man 1. And then as you progress to Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3, they lost Peter Parker for me. Well, and here's the thing. Garfield, I felt, kind of was a little bit more Peter Parker um, just in terms of, of his overall, like, number one, they did explain that he was intelligent a yeah. lot more in, in, the, in the Amazing Spider-Man series. Mm-hmm. The only thing that got me about him was... Garfield is kind of a little too pretty. You know he, what I mean? Actually, that was going to be my, my criticism, too. Like, Peter Parker wasn't, like, the nerd that we expect him to be in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. He was, you know, actually kind of a little too cool uh, to... Um, he's the, the smooth, cool Peter genius. Yeah, like, these days, he's oh. not a nerd or, you know, like, he was just average like he was just an average kid in that movie yeah they kind of they kind of in, in amazing they kind of talked about how he wasn't cool and stuff but but he very much kind of acted like he was so. but he's yeah, like, yeah. like he wasn't afraid to take on flash like before he had powers he was like hey leave that stupid kid alone yeah like <laughs> he's like yeah i'm so not cool i'm gonna get a date with uh um i'm gonna skateboard around like a badass like, and, like challenge seconds, the school bully yeah. to a fight and you know yeah. yeah take the hot girl out exactly yeah but i'm not yeah. cool not cool at all yeah. Not so, cool. No, I mean to be fair to to to, to Toby and Andrew, you know, because we're on first name basis, is bases, bases. I don't know. Oh, it wasn't their fault. <laughs> base I. No, well, I mean, base I. Looking at, looking at Tom Holland. To be fair, Tom Holland hasn't had to carry a movie as Spider Man. And he, and yeah, and it was it was largely a cameo type type of role. Yeah. And here's here's the the interesting thing that I noticed too. Um, and this was really smart for Marvel to do this, and it, it kind of explains why Garfield was recast in its entirety. Number one, Marvel didn't want to have to explain why they've never talked about any of the events that happened with like the lizard and shit like that yeah. in Electro. Right. Um, and to in order to to make that more feasible, like this kid was like, "Yeah, I've been doing this for six months," you know, yeah. which is precisely which was a great little line that just was like, "Yeah, okay, he wasn't he's even brand really new to this, and he wasn't even really Spider Man yet, obviously." Like. Tony knew what was going on, and he was like, "He was Spider Man. He up? just had shitty goggles." Yeah, it was shitty a good goggles, little tie shitty in. everything. Did you yeah, see? but I mean, like how, honestly, how long do you think it's been since Uncle Ben died? Not long. Six months. Six months. Yeah, talks. because that's <laughs> no, 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 well, no, 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 because he 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 got powers six months ago. No, no, no. He's been, he been doing the Spider Man thing for six months, right? That's... Because he actually says that, like, it, when you see something bad's about to happen and you don't do anything, it's kind of like you did that thing yourself. Like, uh, Spidey says that somewhere in right, the thing. Right. Yeah. And he's talking about Uncle Ben's death. Obviously. Yeah. So yeah. he becomes Spider Man shortly after that. And the I would catalyst assume, and for him that's... to become Spider Man as the Uncle Ben. Fighter yeah. is see, my my interpretation of the way they did it in the movie was that he had had powers for six months, and. He was still kind of doing a shitty costume thing. For a while, he was just like, oh, what can I use these powers for? Maybe some wrestling. And then that's what some got what? Uncle Ben. Wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Ask what, Matt about wrestling. What is wrestling? Ask, ask Matt about wrestling. Um, As in, you want to wrestle? Yeah. In yeah. the in the late 80s, Ted Turner got into the wrestling business. Oh, he did? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Turner Network Television if you, TNT. If you, if you ever wanted to hear me talk about wrestling, wait till Eddie throws last week's episode up. And you can... <laughs> so, so the Atlanta Braves are a wrestling team. They might as well have been. <laughs> uh, 
uh, oh, what man. is this wrestling? No, yeah. So yeah, that Speaking that was my reading was that, totally... that he had you know had had powers for six months and then you know at some point along those way, the way he had learned his, uh, his I've, little I've never there, I've never but... seen any kind of Spider-Man origin story where like Uncle Ben didn't die within the first couple weeks to a month of of Peter having the powers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so very I'd say whatever the only, we can be sure that he hasn't been doing the whole Spider-Man thing for I mean, I've... more than six months or so. Um, Obviously, long enough for Marissa Tomei to be okay with, with with Bone and Iron Man. So yeah, yeah. Maybe she wasn't necessarily as okay with it, but she needed to pay some bills. Fair or enough. or she. Just, I mean, I'm just saying. I right? like, grant money to be had. <laughs> that grant money, and you know, at this point in time, we don't have to. You're talk not a hooker about if it's a grant, you know, yeah. and her her dusty cobwebby crypt keeper self. It's Marissa Tomei, and mm-hmm. I'm sorry if I'm Marissa Tomei and my husband dies. Sure, six months later. I'm not on the prowl. Oh yeah, no, no, no. After after RDJ and uh, and Tom Holland left, like she she put a fan up to that couch cushion, man. Like had to dry that thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Black Panther. So did anything in this happen in this movie that didn't involve Aunt May's vagina? Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> not that I noticed. Not that we really noticed. Like all of it was Aunt May's vagina. Uh, Black Panther. Uh, what were you like? What What are your thoughts? Just. Again, super awesome. Like in a movie that's already completely packed full of stuff, they managed to do a good introduction for what I thought was kind of a controversial character. Like this is a little bit of a departure. Well, not not really, I guess, because we've got Thor already. But it's another odd character uh, um, for the MCU thus far. You know, compared to well, the, the ma- one most thing, of the mainstay and, heroes. And this is one of the things that I really really liked about him. Like like the costume was great. Everything was great. But I liked how they kept the sense of mystery because they were like, so I think at one point in time, oh, I mean, I knew exactly who it was the first time we saw him on screen. Well, but yeah, that, that's but they were like, know, so, no, no, so, no. so your, so your costume, it's made out of vibranium, right? And he just kind of gives him the stone face and it doesn't yeah. explain anything like there's no like, you know who he is, you know what's going on with him. But there's still an air of mystery about and him. And we, we, well, we don't even know everything about him yet. Like, yeah. we don't know why oh, he can yeah. run as fast as Bucky and Captain America and shit like that. Or how about the post Because the vibranium doesn't do that. Faster than cars. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Which, um, okay, let's talk about them running through that tunnel for a second. Like, that was happening, and I was like, fuck yes. Like, it's showing the super soldier ability, you know, the serum ability. And, like, it was amazing. I really enjoyed the way they did that. That, oh. Yeah, dude. So the first movie, um, th- this movie more more so than the others. Like this is a very plausible uh, explanation for why Steve Rogers is one of the main members of the Avengers. I mean, aside oh, yeah. from just being a tactical mind, you know, like compare this to Batman versus Superman. What did Batman do in the last act? Uh, stayed the fuck out of the way mostly. Like yep. that. That's not Steve Rogers at all. The Steve Rogers in this movie was a total badass, and he went up toe to toe with many much more powered characters uh, um, than you know himself. Uh, case in point, Iron Man. I'd, I'd say is fair to say that he's you know far more powerful. Generally speaking, Spider Man even like that was some funny shit when uh, uh, Winter Soldier goes to punches. Uh, you know, Bucky goes to punch Spider Man, and Spider Man catches his me- metallic arm and takes a second to like turn it over and take a look at it. It's like cool he got a metal arm yeah, that's, awesome. that's awesome dude it, it, yeah. was, it was also a really subtle way of, of like advertising was... how strong spider-man actually is oh, yeah. to yeah. his character so yeah. well and it also introduced him to his naivete as well you know oh, yeah. this is a kid who he's 16 he's years more old. starstruck than anything yeah like which although not quite as much as like, maybe iron Scott man Lang. Said, Scott yeah. Lang. say that <laughs> iron man said to go for your legs yeah <laughs> 
definitely not as starstruck as uh, Paul Rudd as uh, Ant Man, which that was probably one of the mo- best comedic I'm, portions. I'm, I'm shaking. shaking your hand for way too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, here, I got Captain America's shield. You know, like just give this back to Captain America. He's you know? like, you have to take this into the shop. I'm uh... <laughs> speaking. Speaking of Scott Lang, how about uh, we see him actually like grow this time instead of that just was being teeny oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, and he just and he reaches over and he grabs I uh, War Machine out of the middle of the air, just chucks him. See, <laughs> and I wasn't sure because we didn't see that in Ant Man. I wasn't sure that they were going to go that direction with him in this universe. Because, you know, like, it almost seemed a little silly to have giant Ant-Man walking around. Uh, you know, like, how much of a change that would have been for the, you know, outcomes in, outcome in New York or something like that. But uh, when they did that, I was just like, well, that 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 is perfect. Like, I'm so happy. A, I'm so happy to see this. And B, wow, way to level the playing field. Well, and it, like, it really filled in some of the spaces of that airport scene. But, like, that airport battle holy shit oh i i love the part immediately following that or not maybe not immediately but pretty close when uh spider-man's all hey have you guys seen that really old movie you know uh empire <laughs> where, <laughs> with the with the walkie things you remember where they they towed the cables or something <laughs> how yeah. old is this kid how old is this kid <laughs> he's like he has a point all right fuck it <laughs> yeah this that kudos to to marvel for even doing that because i mean obviously it's disney and they can do whatever the fuck they want now um, but I mean, that's like a, a very, like you guys don't watch the flash. I don't think you do. You? I've seen a couple episodes. I need to watch it more regularly. Cisco, one of the main characters is yeah. always pulling pop culture references. Oh yeah. And like, but you don't see that. He like, wears big uh, flex a lot. So Cisco, the t-shirts that he wears, like he's worn a couple like big bang theory t-shirts yeah. occasionally. Yeah, he wears green they, arrow they t-shirts They wear the too. flash t-shirts all over yeah. the big bang theory. Yeah. yeah. Is that the, the thong song guy? No. Yeah. 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 Same oh, guy. Okay. Same guy. Totally know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would like to apologize to our listening group of two for my brother. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, I've seen one episode yeah. of anyway, The Flash, guys. That made Come me on. super sad, though, because or, or, both sad and kind of like, that's weird. Because I never think of Empire as an old movie. Like, I know, or it, it, for that matter, the Star Wars trilogy. When I think of the Star Wars trilogy, I know, you know, in my head that it's like, what? 30 years old now for, or close to 40 oh my years God, old dude you just gotta fucking stop but uh, but uh, next year it'll be 40, i never 40 think of it like an old movie yeah star wars before next, next, next year will be 40 jesus yep jesus Time because uh, because i'll be 40 the year after that so <laughs> 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 oh yeah because let's see this year i turned 37 is it 37 yep, yep. in a row <laughs> uh, hey you get back here <laughs> you try not to suck any dicks on the way to the next segment um so um, let's talk about um gosh what, what were we, we never finished about? talking about black panther actually oh yeah okay we let's didn't. go back to black panther. so chadwick boseman i oh i liked it yeah. i liked him i think he really like the physicality and the acting part i think he really fit um i'm on the fence about the way they went with the accent I'm not. No, I'm, I'm on board. I, actually, what I was going to say first, like the first time I saw him on screen, I kept thinking, that's that guy. That's uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. I'm, I'm sure oh, I'm yeah. butchering his name. I'm sure he's used to it now by now, too. But Ejiofor, the guy who played uh, in lots of things, 12 Years as a Slave. But I know him from um, the Serenity movie, of course. Right. Yeah. played Agent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to turn around and be the, yeah, like the I, British I, black guy, but no. Yeah, like I, I half expected them to be like brothers or something like that. They were so, like, no. I kept looking at him like, man. Chad Maybe I'm just racist. Chadwick Boseman is actually Jackie Robinson. If you guys have seen yeah. 42, you played Jackie Robinson. Really? Oh yeah, that's a good. Really movie. It's a good movie. No, no, no. You don't have to movie. convince me. I wanted to. I just never. 
got around to it. Um, Harrison Ford plays a great crotchety old man, and he doesn't mumble. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw episode seven too. <laughs> Joey. So, Panther. Yeah. All right. Fuck off, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, uh, before we continue, Panther, let's drop a marker and get something to drink. All right. So, we're talking about Black Panther. Um, we, uh, I think in general, I, I really like this incarnation of Panther. Um, he was an, an immediate badass, like from the second he stepped on screen. And he suddenly, he was a very interesting character, especially given the relatively small introduction, which again, talk about how well this movie does at handling characters. We got both a Spider-Man introduction in this movie, which was really, really good. We got a Panther introduction in this movie, which was really, really good. We got our first formal crossbones introduction. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of a, that was, that was a little bit more filler than anything else but um but he played the purpose like Dude, crossbow yeah, yeah okay yeah um fuck buck mentor for uh, blah, blah, panther for a minute yeah well I, I don't know how much there is really to say i mean no he's, there's uh, not I actually just, like what i want to say about him is there was a regality oh yeah yeah which like it fit him really really well for being as young as he was he came across as like commanding what, what i dug about him is um he was he's not a hero in any sense of the word uh to us as outsiders obviously if we were wakandan like that would be completely different yeah um but that's not his purpose his purpose isn't to protect the world or any anybody else his purpose is to make sure his own people are protected and avenge them if something happens to him yeah especially his dad right especially yeah. his dad Woo! um which which i thought he did really well um you want to talk about something i want to talk about crossbones crossbones um, is legit because this this movie to me has been a mystery going into it as to how they were going to get to the point they were, I knew they were using New York um, and Sokovia obviously as, as, yeah. as parallels to tragedies and whatnot. Um, but ultimately in the comic books, the civil war was, was kicked off by a, um, a group of mutants um, and uh, Pyro being one of them who was jacked up on HGH and ended, um, ended up not, I guess it was MGH. Yeah. Mutant <laughs> Definitely had to be them. MGH. Yeah. God damn it. Um, but anyway, uh, he was jacked up on that and ended up blowing up an entire fucking schoolyard full of kids, which is what led to the government stepping in and saying, okay, super powered beings, sign up here to register and whatnot. Um, right. Obviously, the Marvel Cinematic Universe can't use mutants. And so I was really curious as to how they were going to, what, what they were going to use as a catalyst to get to that. Yeah. Um, and I thought Crossbones fit that pretty Perfectly, well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially seeing the fact where Crossbones came from. In Captain America, the Winter Soldier, like coming from that special ops Hydra sh soldier and turning into this guy. And like, it was entirely believable. His face fucked up, man. That was a, the makeup. <laughs> oh, so yeah. good. Fucked his face up. Ugh. And so to be I'm, fair, what, what was the, the building did fall on it. Yeah. What was the line? <laughs> I, I, you dropped a building on me, man. <laughs> Just like, it was, it, I really like Crossbones. I thought it. And I think the way that they played into um, Wanda, the, the, the Scarlet Witch's own fears about the way she sees herself and the way other people see her and how she might not fit in with who the Avengers are and what they do, I thought that was really well done with the Crossbones incident. See, that's, that, that's, that's definitely coming across the mic, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was actually perfect how they did that. Um, Luda, she's got strong opinions about this movie, too, apparently. Or maybe it's jalapeno chips. We're not sure. 
But anyway, I really like that scene. Um, and it was also kind of a little bit annoying because like, so what if we had left him in the middle of the crowd? We would have killed a bunch of people on the ground instead of killing a bunch of people in the air. So like they're all kind of being dicks about this one particular instance. Um, yeah, she fucked up a little bit in that like she tossed him kind like, of directly into the building yeah, don't, and whatnot. Well, she tossed him up. Like, I think what they probably should have said is like, you know, you can throw sideways too. Like, well, she did. That it, way. She, he kind of went up and then into the building. Yeah. Um, but uh, she's also like 16 or 17. Yeah, or something totally. Like that. There's so, a lot of adrenaline good. and yeah, yeah. A lot of which, adrenaline. She's young. Which is kind of a playoff of what they did in the comic books too because what led Pyro to blowing up in the comic books was a group of, God, who were they? Uh, they were just, they were, what they were doing is, they were, I can't remember the name of the group. They were a group. They were a group of young mutants who were trying, they were trying to market a reality TV series. Yeah. They filmed everything they did and yeah. they were super young and they went after this group of, of mutant criminals yeah. and then the Blew school up got blown up and shit. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. It, I mean. So like the, the stories in the movie, um, even though it doesn't have anything to do with mutants, but it, it really does dovetail well with the comic books yeah. and, and how they kind of use that. So. See, and I think that's probably the the next and I guess last thing I really want to talk about a little bit more was how they did the story in this movie was really really good because I could you can um, just you know watching the trailers and things like that you can almost see the cliches happening like it was just exactly like the opposite of what Batman versus Superman did like oh we're fighting we're fighting oh now there's a big bad guy we all have to team up and fight that big bad guy now we're all bros. Uh, so like I, I thought that was going to be the resolution of this movie like when you're going into that final scene where they're going after the other winter soldiers you're like oh yeah. they're going to have to fight these super soldiers so of course they got to team up be friends and you know kick some ass and then well, everybody's and good again Baron Zemo there for a second because they introduced him as really kind of an understated character and he turned like I like the way they showed who he was and what his motivations were. Yeah, we're gonna see more Zemo in the future. I guarantee oh yeah, you. so oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like the um, next to Loki, probably the next best I think Marvel villain we've seen on screen so far. So yeah, I, I thought he was really well done. Here's a question that maybe I just I just missed the movie. Maybe I need to watch it again, like not from the second row to uh, <laughs> to get a better idea of this. But it seems like you know his his plan all along spoiler alert <clears throat> was was predicated on like you know finding all the information from that 1991 incident but like he he appeared to have already known about it all along because he knew what it was going to do like how did he know about that in the first place um it talks about it briefly about him having um sp- familiarity with hydra in the first yeah. place and then well, well i mean he, he kills that other general um and pretty much says, hey, what happened in, you know, December, whatever, 1991? Well, and I, the general won't tell him. In an amazing him. way, by the way. Right. Well, and well, I think yeah, what it was, was, was you look at, he, he was looking at the Avengers as a whole, trying to find that chink in, in the armor of who the Avengers were. Man, well, I, thought, right. I thought Sam was going racist there for a minute. And, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I almost went racist, but I didn't. And what it turned, he, he figured out was that this Winter Soldier was Captain America's weakness and then looking into the back story of the Winter Soldier himself, because he did have that link to Hydra and all that good stuff, he was able to tease some stuff out. But why did he need to, for instance, ask that general what happened, what was the mission on in 1991, what happened in 1991? Why would he bother having to ask that if he already knew that Bucky killed Iron Man's parents. He yeah, didn't. He I didn't. at that point he didn't. I think he was just digging at that point. Like he, I think he your only analysis... wanted Bucky to be resurfaced, which is why he he set the bomb outside of outside of the embassy in the in Vienna. 
um, because he knew that there would be an international manhunt for him. He didn't right. know at that point in time exactly what happened. So what was his end game at that point then? Anything. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure it's clear. He like yeah, For me, he was like, trying to find he, a way to use... Bucky. I think he knew that Stark was somehow connected with the other Winter Soldiers. Because the way they tried to play it out at the end was that he had never planned on you know bringing any of the other Winter Soldiers back and, and that... He knew the whole time, and he just yeah, wanted his, to get them his together. His absolute endgame was back. the exact sequence of events that happened, which, yeah, I don't know. I had to go back and watch that. Cause or I'm maybe he did clear. know that Bucky yeah. that Bucky killed the Starks, but he didn't know where the base in Siberia was. Yeah, Right, right. And, I mean, that that's totally plausible, but I, I feel like the scene with the general should have gone differently if that was the case. Well, and it, it, It's almost it, like they wrote it just to you know kind of obscure what he was doing when it doesn't actually make sense. Well, there, there was a lot of it that, like... It, I don't know if he knew what he was doing until he figured out and he put stuff together. Cause, and that was when he was talking with Bucky, when Bucky was, when he triggered his brainwashing mm-hmm. in the, in the, in the holding cell. And so like, I think that's when he figured out everything and he was like working. He wanted to get Bucky out in the open in order so he could question him about that. The incident. information is available because captain, the captain knew. Yeah. Cap- yeah. <clears throat> Cap knew what Bucky did. Somebody and they kind of alluded to that, and I can't remember if it was in Captain America 1 or 2. 2. It was 2. When Scott, they showed the, the newspaper article. Yeah. No, it was also when uh, the the computer... Uh, they give, at the, the end of uh, um, right before the, Winter Soldier, uh, Natasha gives the Cap a packet of stuff, and you know basically, here's that stuff oh, right. you asked for. But I don't also, know if you want to go pulling at that thread. I forget his name, yeah. who put, turned himself into a computer. The computer told him... You know, was talking about accidents and stuff like that. And one Job of it was vision. Tony Stark deceased and it showed yeah. that. And so like they were alluding to the Winter Soldier in that for me. Yep. Definitely. I just recently watched that movie again and it's amazing. It is Dude, so pretty so, totally Yeah, dope. as in Matt and I. Yeah. Here, yeah. And so, and I we've talked about this ad nauseum on this show too. Winter Soldier is one of my favorite movies, like period. Oh, not, yeah. Not like what's your favorite Marvel movie or comic book movie. Like Winter Soldier is one of my favorite movies. Just, it's just. Period. It's so um, well, I, and this is what like you look at the Winter Soldier, and then you look at Civil War, and it makes me really glad that the Russo brothers are doing Infinity War. The, yes, uh, the point I was I was about to get to anyway. Um, you know, before Sam stole my thunder. No, boom. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, um, that was that was kind of my thing. As I was confident that this movie was going to be good because it's a Captain America movie, and they did such a fucking bang up job. Oh with, yeah, uh, isn't, Winter isn't, Soldier. Isn't that funny? though because you go back to uh captain america the the first avenger that movie was such a total crapshoot in basically everybody's mind like i don't know and if it was a great movie good. it was okay actually i i will say that the jump between quality of of a first avenger which i liked and winter soldier is just so huge it is like but that's because I, Winter Soldier is such a good fucking movie. Well, and it's also because uh, the first Avenger is a period piece. Yeah, that was that was the other thing too. Is but even forgetting that it's a period piece, it's just it's not as good of a film as Winter Soldier. As Winter Soldier just no, hits on so no. many marks. Oh yeah. So for me, going into this movie was like, are they going to be able to live up to that? And I think they did a really, really good job. My well, only question was how they were going to handle the quote unquote ensemble cast. Um, yeah, because it's in, the fact that it's not a Captain America movie. And honestly, the only reason it was a Captain America movie. Is probably because in the comics they were through the Captain America Civil War. Why do I get the impression that Zack Snyder is going to ask or answer every Comic Con comparison between Civil War and and Donna Justice with, well, there was two of them. Yeah, I, I get the feeling that uh, 
we won't be getting those comparisons for long because um, it, it's fresh in everybody's minds right now. But I really think people are not going to give a shit about Batman versus Superman long enough to keep making those comparisons. No. Well, no. they didn't by week two. This is the thing: is I was reading some articles about this before you guys got here tonight, and um, Civil War is not going to beat Dawn of Justice for opening weekend. No, um, hmm. but well, and it'll I think slaughter that's, it in overall. But box I office, guarantee I fucking to you, it beats week two because oh uh, yeah, there was like a seventy to eighty percent drop in ticket sales for it week was, two it and, big, and it's yeah. really easy to explain that it's because the marvel universe is established and it's steady whereas the batman versus superman like this is a new incarnation of batman this is like we're gonna see this for the spectacle of what it should be and so there's this anticipation because we know what we're getting a lot of the time when it comes to marvel which is quality film don't don't get me wrong i love the marvel properties but Batman versus Superman, or Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, the Justice League, to me are on like another tier. Like they're the Greek pantheon. Yeah, for sure. And, and so I think just that, you just say, new Superman movie, boom. You've got this huge amount of tickets that are going to get sold well, based and- on that. And I think that the name draw alone is larger than anything the Marvel, even though Marvel's well established. Yeah. And I, I'm already I, really I think super excited about Wonder Woman next year. We haven't seen, we've seen a couple stills. We haven't seen a trailer. Like, all we've seen are those pictures from Batman vs. Superman. Some of us have seen a trailer. There's a fucking trailer out there? Teaser. For Wonder, oh. yeah. For Wonder Woman? Yeah. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Fuck you. It's not Fuck you. Does it actually show anything, are they, um, Sam, Eddie, Fuck I mean, you. Eddie didn't release the trailer. Yeah, are they going to have... Are it's they not gonna, on him, dude. Are they going to have the internet in Ben? Because I'm pretty sure they have. Fuck you. They're looking to get it within the next, like, three years. They just so. need to have a couple cowboys ride it out and, yeah. and, oh, and yeah. lay the lines right, down. I'm going to fucking some, search for this shit. Some fiber out. I tell you what. <laughs> it's just a teaser, so it'll give you a little... A it's little, like not a Conestoga wagon. It gives you a little soup song. True cowboy way. I can't quit you. Wait, hold on. Did, did you go full bareback on us there for a second? I just, I just can't quit you, Comcast. <laughs> I, I believe he did. Yes. Uh, uh, that's gorgeous. Gorgeous. All right. So, yeah, I don't know what we're talking about. But the, me the, neither. The story. Okay, so let's let's talk about the resolution a little bit because uh, this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Um, the resolution often is, but because again, they completely subverted the cliche, like. And- they they did not. I mean, the the end fight is still Captain America versus Iron Man. Yeah, we got oh, swerved. Yeah. We got swerved because like he shows up in Siberia and he's like, "Hey, War everything's buddies. all good." <laughs> yeah. So you guys were right. My bad. You know, yeah. like which is a very hard thing for Tony Stark to say, but um, yeah, which is a, I I love the way they did his character because once he got stuck on that path of we need to be put in check, we need to have oversight. There was no way he could bring himself to go back on his own word. Yeah, because he, of his ego, he pursued that with a blind fucking vengeance. Like, oh it yeah, was ridiculous. It was a and, and the well, thing with is, guilt. I mean, that chick guilt, says it in the beginning of the movie, like uh, a lot of the times, you know, you, you give up uh, generosity is there to hide the guilt essentially. So that that was sort of a taste of you know his motivation. I think for the whole movie, all it took was one minority dying. To, <laughs> well, here's here's the thing: you just get Iron Man on board. That's how you know he's not. That's how you know he's not the police though, because he cared about a black kid dying. <laughs> this okay, is, Black Lives Matter. This is the only part about this movie that actually kind of bugged me a little bit. Was like that really tore him up? Thank you. Um, and yes, he created Ultron, but ultimately, he's not responsible for what Ultron did. 
after that and he's That's not responsible true, for those like, kids dying no there's no but like tony stark didn't kill that kid that lady flat out was just like we'll never know because you killed him you know yeah. and see, i see what you're saying but at the same time i think tony because of who he is and because of the character he is you look at him uh giving up the we- weapons manufacturing in iron man one because of them his weapons killing People. Yeah, but and, why but did he become Iron Man in the first place? His whole fucking thing is about collateral damage. Like his yeah. whole so motivation in this is his collateral motivation throughout all so, of the movies. For example, in the, here's what's really stupid, and this is one of the reasons why I kind of hate his side in this whole movie up until the last you know quarter of it. But the reason I really hated his side in this whole movie is the whole thing is collateral damage. Because if the Avengers didn't exist, like the Chitauri were just going to come and be like, "Well, there's no one to fight. I guess I'm taking off." Or uh, you, you know, like he actually had should have some guilt because if the Avengers didn't exist if Tony Stark wasn't Tony Stark we might not have had the events of Ultron because Ultron never would have gotten built that mm-hmm. one you should feel probably pretty fucking shitty about but that's not anybody else's fault that's like the let's register Tony Stark not anybody which else which he's already on record as being Iron Man so that like what good does that do you know what yeah. I mean and so now we get to this movie and it's sort of like again well I guess we could have let him just take the chemical biological warfare he could have killed you know hundreds of thousands or whatever instead we lost you know like 14 seven Wakandans <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> some, some, and that's a fake fucking country well, so fuck you <laughs> we lost like, seven Wakandans what, what we have here is, is, is I like when you look at the character and what you're talking about with the conflict within Tony Stark about why he's guilty and stuff. I like that they took and it was the Black Widow in the in the end who let Captain America go and do what he was going to do. That's that's my baby right there. Because while she felt really strongly uh, and kind of agreed with Tony in a lot of ways, she also felt like there had to be some another way. She's See, here's the thing about about her though, like her character is 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 sacri- I mean not sacrifice it's it's um it's all about doing whatever you have to do to accomplish the mission and so to her mind like that's what the whole registration thing was the accords was is it was something that she had to do to keep keep the mission alive and keep going she's not the run at it and butt heads with it like Captain America is she's she's a covert operative well, she's a spy for, it's, for it's, her it wasn't the, a uh... it's the Captain America is like he needs it to be the right thing to do. He needs to figure out what the right thing is. Like, he, I, almost more than Superman, he's a fucking Boy Scout, you know? Yeah. Which I think I think comes across... He's he's kind of the ultimate Boy Scout. Yeah, no, it comes across... Yeah. In the movies, certainly, it comes across much more so that he's the Boy Scout at, at rather At this than, point in today's you know, films, Superman. yeah, more, more, no question. Yeah. Captain, Captain America is the moral center, center of the entirety. Yeah, of I mean, if you compare the, the Cavill Superman with the, with the Evans <laughs> Captain America, yes, he's definitely the Boy Scout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck by, that busload of kids. By far. <laughs> well, and when yeah. you look at that and you look at RDJ, so driven by guilt and the idea that collateral damage is the worst thing, and then you've got you know Chris Evans and his Captain America he is the boy scout he needs to do what is right he needs to correct the wrong but then you've got Black Widow as in we need to get the job done and there's this thing that needs to happen and even though it might be against what I'm standing for with RDJ I need to let Captain America do his fucking job yeah but See, the whole yeah. RDJ thing and the guilt thing really bothers me though just because the first Iron Man he was like okay so those were my weapons that killed those people but I didn't fucking do it now I'm gonna go do something about it like but do, I, that's I related That's to Robert Downey Jr. Like he doesn't feel guilty; he just feels mad. You know well, what no, I mean? I, like, I, I, I relate yeah. it to the idea of post-traumatic stress. You know, like there is a f- such thing as post-traumatic stress for guilt, where survivor's guilt. 
You know, you get out of the military, you leave, your buddies die, and you feel guilty because they died because you weren't there. Dude, I, I, I went to school in Jefferson. You know how many of my friends are dead? Yeah, like, I get it, but... <laughs> but that's what it is for me. That's what I'm. That's what I'm seeing from RDJ. And I was reading an article, and somebody somebody said it really, really fucking well. And they were like, "Has anybody noticed that throughout all of these films, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man is slowly going insane from post traumatic stress disorder?" See, the thing here is that, like, now more than ever, I'm just kind of pissed off at Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. I, I we we keep using them interchangeably, but we're really talking about Tony Stark here. Uh. I'm kind of pissed off because this whole position is just not logical. Like, uh, really, it's Tony Stark who's kind of the the catalyst for all the events of Ultron. That's his own fuck up. Uh, and it would have gone a lot smoother had he not destroyed all of his suits. But that was his own fuck up, too. You know, like, right. th- there's all kinds of things where, he, like, he just, like, this whole movie, the only reason we get to the end scene is because Tony Stark, again, takes this stupid position. I don't want to say stupid. No, I do want to say stupid. I just, it, it's not a logical position to take to me. Um, if, you know, like, we could argue the same thing about the military. Like, just disband the military because every time they go out, they they accidentally kill people, too. Well, um, never mind all the lives they save. So, anyway. Did you like the throwaway explanation of why Pepper wasn't there in this movie? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. here's the thing, like you <laughs> that that should have been where so Spidey he comes had in freedom to fuck Aunt May. Come yeah. on, be Dead, pretty Dead, much, yeah. He wanted to fuck Aunt May. In Deadpool should have dropped in in there and been like, yeah, we couldn't afford Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, <laughs> like the thing is, is like you you can you can be guilty and whatnot. Um, it'd be but the ultimate Tony Stark thing is like plunging in head first without actually thinking about the consequences before you do it, and because like that's that's not what he has to do. But you don't get to explain that away with guilt every time so True. by this time i'm just like okay yeah we get it See, fucking but, suck up and deal with it like in, in that respect i think that, that that this was actually totally in character like, it would have been if we hadn't had iron man 3 where he was all like "Ooh, i have anxiety when people mention new york yeah and now there's a little sidekick kid that i have wait like, you didn't like the kid I, that movie was not don't get me started on that movie yeah, <laughs> I, I just Wait, hold like on. that was that hold was like on. that was the first official like okay Disney bought us right before the Avengers came out and like now Disney really owns us and so there's a kid in the fucking movie. Here, here, yeah. here's a question: Which one do you like better, Iron Man two or Iron Man three? No, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is better? To I you? like Iron Man. Yeah. No, 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 no. And Iron I, Man is yes. And I, and don't I get like, me wrong. Iron I like Man him is... in the Avengers movies. <laughs> I was just gonna say I like Iron Man. I like that second commercial he did for the Avengers movies, and then I like uh, the Avengers movies, and then that's pretty much it. Hey, hey. Thought Ben Mick, Kingsley Mickey was great. Mickey fucking Rourke. All right, Mickey fucking Rourke. Wait, you didn't like Mickey Rourke going? <laughs> no. Yeah. So anyway, my bird. Give me my bird. I want my bird. This is not my bird. What is my bird? Oh wow, I was bird. clipping that time. Oops. Yeah, <laughs> sorry about that, audience. Um, but anyway, I, I I really like the resolution, the overall resolution that we walk away and not everything is solved, and actually it's still the same problem. Like, and I also like the fact that Captain America was the guy to reach out. Oh yeah, oh well, yeah, because yeah. that's Steve Rogers. Yeah, again, Steve again, Rogers. the Boy Scout. So we haven't even talked about like why he goes batshit insane at the end of the movie yet, which is I think probably what Eddie was alluding to is one of his favorite parts. Yeah, a little bit because basically, um, in 1991, the Winter Soldier uh, killed Tony Stark's parents. You know, Howard and Dolores. Whatever. I keep wanting matter. to call her Martha, but that's just because you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's what was going to happen. Martha. Your De- mom's Dead name's Martha. Oh, we're cool. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tag out. We're good. Uh, let's go fight Apocalypse now. Um, um, so show of hands, who who knew from the opening scene that that sedan carried the Starks? I didn't. I I, I, I did. did. I totally did. I did not. I totally did. I was watching. I was like, oh, this is the Stark scene. I actually, it's funny that I didn't call it because you know that there's something up with whoever's driving that thing. But then when they oh, yeah. went immediately to the serum packets, I was like, oh well, that okay. I guess we're getting something with the ser- the serum, uh, and maybe the courier is just you know sort of inconsequential. But still doesn't explain like how they made Bucky because no Zola made Bucky back in because he experimented on him. In world. They explained that in the Winter Soldier. Kind of. So is Bucky? It, does Bucky have like the super soldier serum? Because that's what he's I, got to. Because his arm isn't the only strong part of him. You know that, what I mean? That's yeah. what I'm. You know, that's what I you sort of ascertained during this movie. Like a fucking panther. And the other Winter Soldiers that they that they had in the movie didn't have fake arms or anything either. They were just right fucking badass. Drugs. Yeah. See, but like, like kind of last... like real Russians actually. Yeah, a lot like legitimate can, Russians. Well, yeah. Russians anybody... aren't necessarily on drugs. They're more on like a shitload of vodka. Can anybody oh, wait yeah. for Bucky to have a vibranium arm? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I, did one. Yeah. I did see oh, that one. I did see that one. Oh god! Oh god! Dude, so um, Sebastian Stan, mm-hmm. uh, he actually showed up when the Nerdist podcast did a um, or I guess just the Nerdist. It wasn't necessarily the podcast. Um, Chris Hardwick, they did a thing at the El Capitan Theater in in Los Angeles where they had a, a Captain America marathon and marathoned the first two, followed by Civil War at the premiere and whatnot. Nice. Sebastian Stan actually showed up for it and came out and did like a and A Q&A thing. Nice, a real short one. And, like, he must actually be familiar with the source material from the comics and whatnot because, like, he only asked the audience one question and then it was like, hey, should I be Captain America? And everybody was like, (laughs) (laughs) And I I told this, and this is, I I said this to Joe, I don't know if I said it to Bryce. The way I kind of seen it, because, spoiler alert, at the end of this fucking movie, they freeze Bucky. What I see happening is Infinity War happens, whatever. Chris Evans's character dies, and they unfreeze fucking Bucky, and he becomes Captain America. I think they unfreeze Bucky before that. Well, they could, but I, I think, think he becomes think, Captain America. I think Bucky plays a role in the Black Panther movie. Oh, God, that would be so sad. I would watch the fuck that out of that That would explain movie. how he gets a vibranium arm. I, yeah. I think they'd be dumb not to use him in that capacity since he's in Wakanda right now. Like, something happens, yeah. and T'Challa's like, hey, dude, you want to help me out? Yeah. And he's like... Hey, remember, 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 you're gonna have to give me another arm because I remember that time right I didn't now. kill you. Did you do that one more time? Because that yeah. was really entertaining. Just wave your fucking arm around. It doesn't make good for good podcasting. I know so. it doesn't, but I want to fucking see it. I'll describe it. He looked like a brain dead slash yeah. mentally handicapped seal. Go. I, I think T'Challa's like, uh, you know, hey, come help me out, and, and Bucky's like, hey, everybody who wants to help out, clap. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Aww, sad day. Um, yeah, he's like, all like, right. Apparently, we're this you know super sciencey center thing. We can build you a new arm. What the fuck? Wakanda. Ever. Yeah, I think that's what's cool about how they introduced Black Panther in this. And I know we talked about this like an hour ago, but uh, they didn't actually go into a lot of detail about Wakanda and what they do and everything Nothing. else. We, we know that vibranium comes from there, and uh, panthers come from there. And also that seven of them died in a bomb. But, like, they haven't even gone into the fact that Wakanda is, is like, the most technologically advanced country on the planet in the Marvel Universe. So, yeah, 
that's going to be a lot of fun. Being it able was to hinted at shit. with this, the tech that they had at the end when they're showing Bucky getting frozen. Ultron almost hinted at it a little bit too, just yeah. by the fact that and they were even there in the first place with and the whatnot. Suit, but... frankly, like the suit that oh, he has, yeah. inexplicably for no reason. First off, the suit was yeah. legit. they explained it. Yeah, he he said that the Black Panther has always been the guardian, and the right. Black Panther is passed down from generation to generation. Whatnot. Right, but from I'm sure that the suit hasn't Wardia. been all fucking yeah vibranium man i'm sure that he hasn't had fucking superhero like abilities for the past you know uh, that's that's what i want to find out is is where he gets the rest of his abilities exactly. from exactly did yeah. did him and his claws his retractable claws remind you of catwoman at all no yes because i was watching and i was like huh catwoman does that same shit i mean i only kind of wanted to do him a little you only wanted to do it but catwoman you want to do a lot yeah i, mean, I could see the difference yes. there i, I guess i guess that is a and Hathaway. Yeah, so, yeah. I was, gonna say I was thinking Pfeiffer? more along the lines of like Michelle Pfeiffer. Not anymore though. Like no, don't don't get me wrong. Anne no, Hathaway. 1991 Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh yeah, like, right yeah, about oh, the time course. Bucky was killing the Starks. That Michelle yeah, Pfeiffer. That Michelle yeah, Pfeiffer. Absolutely. <laughs> Hell yeah, that Michelle Pfeiffer. All right. Um, what else we got on Captain America: Civil War? Um, anybody who hasn't seen it yet. Just, uh, you're dumb. Well, we, yeah. we just I'm, fucked uh, up your day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Um, go ahead and do that. Yeah. Uh, no, seriously, see, go see it. I'm gonna go see it again. Uh, I'm probably gonna take my my older girls to go see it. Yeah. It's yeah. Totally worth it. It's a great movie. Uh, at, I sat in the very front row this time on opening night, and so I want to actually go see it now when I don't have to do that. My, my yeah, wife yeah. actually was like, "You never take me to this movie," and I was like, "Hey, Ashley, what happened in The Winter Soldier?" Or Captain America one. She's like, I haven't seen those. And I was like, that's why I'm not taking you. So I, what I want to do is marathon the the last couple of Captain America movies because Dude. you kind of need to see Ultron maybe a little bit. Here's, uh, here's the thing, man. Like, if she'd have seen Chris Evans holding that helicopter down, on that's that what I'm saying. Oh, she'd have been blowing you before moist. the movie was over. Like, moist. I, I, just I'm just going to show her those moist, frames. Really? Did we like, bring out moist? Going. I like that. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely solid movie. Uh, it only has like a 75, and I could easily give it more than that, if nothing else, for the way that they handle the ensemble. It's got a 75 yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes? I think so. Is that reviews it was like a or 93. audience reviews? Is that the, uh, the critics? Or maybe, it was a couple days ago, it was like a well, 93. May, maybe I'm not paying enough attention, and I'm talking right about now. critics. 91. Okay. Right 91. No, okay. Then I, I retract my statement. That's totally legit. It's not a perfect movie, but it's pretty goddamn uh, close. 91% critics, 92% audience. Yeah. yeah. It's then one of the. I have no goddamn idea what you know, I was You know, about. thinking, thinking I was more, though, about, say, about oh, Metacritic. Metacritic, because I think uh, that's the one that's on the Fandango app. Yeah. But anyway, it is a very, very good movie, a very competent movie um, coming after Winter Soldier, which, you know, what you said, it's not. Winter Soldier for me is not just a good superhero movie, it's a good fucking movie. Like, that's one of my favorite movies probably ever. Mm-hmm. It, and it the thing that I really. And I'm going to say this over and over and over again about this movie, uh, The Winter Soldier. Is that it takes me back to the spy movies of the late seventies, early eighties. I love three it. Three days of the Condor. I love it. Manchurian Candidate. Is yeah, what I was thinking. Yeah, because uh, because I yeah. love the I love the line. Danny's your line. Hey, hey, Manchurian Candidate. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> because I've compared Winter Soldier to that movie. Like, oh yeah, ad nauseum. So it and it takes me back to those. And those are movies that I fucking loved, loved. And it takes me back to that, and also it updates it really in a well, really good way. That, what I was going to say about the Russo brothers earlier is one of the things about these guys as directors that I love is that they direct this as a, as a action movie first. Yes. And it just so happens that they're superheroes. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you get to make a really cool movie, 
but then some of your dudes can fly too. Yeah, and it, it, it's some not at can all. Grow real big. Fucking <laughs> right. there, there's there's a decided lack of goofiness. Like the way that the movies are done, um, and he did this in Winter Soldier as well. And granted, there wasn't as much superpowers in yeah. Winter Soldier. Right. But as far as like this one's concerned, he was like, yeah, um, Ant Man can get big, but there's a reason that he's going to be able to get big. And Spider Man can be Spider Man, but there's a fucking reason that he's Spider Man or whatnot. Well, maybe not that much. As and, much. and by well, the way, does does, does Vision want to? F- Fuck Scarlet Witch. Oh, yeah, dude, you a don't know this. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. Casey made this point, too, on the way home the other night. She was like, that's kind of creepy because she's like a teenager that should be in school and whatnot. And Paul Bettany's like 50. And I was like, yeah, but the vision's like one. So if anything, <laughs> she's, she's the cradle robber of the, <laughs> of the two. Really an I, also, I also love how uh, Vision's like this uh, vibranium robot uh, with an infinity uh, stone in his head. Yeah. Who wears cardigans when he's not? I know. I, I, I love. I love his his fucking like sweaters. He, he, like he broke he, Don Chadle's back. God damn it! Yeah, he, he that dresses like Rwanda is missing their uh, Chandler. Let, wow, wow, um, wow! I, you, I lost my train of thought. Fuck you. Um, Vision. I'm glad somebody actually brought him up because uh, how bad is that guy gonna fuck shit up at some point? Because oh my he has god. To. Like his his whole outlook on things, he's just like he's kind of not as far off from Ultron as we maybe thought at the end of Age of Ultron because he's like, nope, you got to be put in check. Nope, Wanda, you can't leave. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, and and then like he destroys fucking uh the Iron Patriot, War Patriot. Machine, War Machine, Don Chadle. <laughs> he destroys him and then he looks at Wanda. He's like, see, see, <laughs> it's a disaster. And she's like. Fuck you! <laughs> Look what you made me do. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, he's kind of the ultimate wife beater. Like, <laughs> he really is. Why do you make me do this? I love you so much. That's why I'm doing this. Well, and I, I like the fact that like they showed him cooking. He was like a pinch of paprika. <laughs> a pinch? What is a pinch? This is definitely not paprika. Um, I also like how um, Wanda threw him through like. 20 floors oh, oh yeah. yeah she fucking threw him down to where krang and shredder were hanging out in the yeah. center of the fucking earth yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah it was awesome nice callback there i like hawkeye I was sitting there just like whoa what the fuck yeah. <laughs> i like how hawkeye was retired for all of like three days yeah uh, yeah well yeah. You, he shot 18 holes i love i love back. the whole retirement thing because like they're like well what if we don't sign you're retired and they're yeah. like and clint Says he's retired. <laughs> it really wrapped that up nice and neat with a little bow on it. Uh, actually, that was another thing I liked. At the end, where are all our heroes? Still stuck in an island jail. No, no, no. They, no, they no. Got Cap got him out. Cap oh, got him out. that's right. True. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cap, Sorry. Cap got Sorry. Him out. Spoiler alert. Thanks, Eddie, you fucker. Oh, yeah, because we didn't just spoil the rest, the rest of the, what did the you guys, What did you guys think of the stingers, by the way? I, I liked them. Awesome. I really I, did. I liked the Spider-Man promo. It definitely makes me interested to see what's going on. And like that wrist thing that he had, obviously that's from from Stark, but yeah, like, it's definitely Stark tech. That feels like straight out of the Ultimate Universe to me. It does. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering what's going on with that. Like, like what what can that do? I what, think that's I just like his like giant obsidian Avengers statue Beacon. of a fucking panther. See, I think that's a good Dude. setup for what's going to happen in the you know Black Panther movie. I think we get a little bit more. We'll figure that out sh- shit out later. You think we so. get Spidey maybe in in some more movies along the way too? Well, oh, they, they said. See, I that think we would. Well, we're getting a Spider Man movie in 2017, right. but. Yeah. Which, by the way, we're also getting Tony Stark in that movie too. So, yeah, I, th- I think we did definitely you read get... the news clippings about there's a possibility that Tony that RDJ is open to a fourth Iron Man. Yeah, he said that to Ellen like three years ago, though. So we'll see. It, it would really hey, come Ellen down to is a legit if, like, source. No one you. ever lies to Ellen. 
no one. I, I think it really comes down to if like they want to make a fourth Iron Man because. I, I mean, I guess they're going to make money off of it, but they haven't really had a good story to tell. I don't know. I'll complete the other trilogies first. Because, like, yeah. this completed the Captain America trilogy. Thor Ragnarok will complete yeah. that one. Um, and then we've got new new characters out there with that are, have only been in one and movie so far. I think so you've got to pass the torch to a new actor. I, I See, I don't think they care so much about a new actor at this point. I just think that Tony Stark, uh, or rather, Robert Downey Jr., makes so much fucking money off these movies. Like... They they pay you know probably Mackie and all of the secondary Avengers like Dude, as much as they pay for if they RD, do an Iron RDJ Man four they're gonna have to pay him like sixty million just to do it yeah yeah so um it'll be a ridiculous goddamn honestly I, if if they do an Iron Man four it's it's gonna be another Avengers two point five or three point five yeah, like, like there's there's it has to add into the storyline in a very major way. And, it, that, and that's that. where we really are with these Marvel movies is you can't make one really without a at least one. one other character present. No, unless you're. Um, yeah. I think Doctor Strange. We're probably going to get mostly a solo movie. Like if there's anybody in there, but it, he it's... isn't. See, but that's fair because it. with Ant Man, we did too. Depends on what yeah. reality. Yeah. I'm talking. Going. I'm talking about the Guardians Thor. Of the Galaxy. Well, we had, about... yeah, our, our, we had yeah, uh, we had Iron Man, fucking Falcon, America. and our Ant-Man. phase, our phase. Well, that's true. I mean, that that was kind of a cameo. But our Phase One heroes, I think, are kind of. I think you're right. Like they've they. I'm sure there's a lot more uh, stories they could tell about our Phase One heroes on their own. But I think that's kind of the way they're going. Any more Phase One heroes are probably going to have a lot of tie-in with the rest of the. So yeah. can, can okay, I can I say something MCU. about no. a different movie real quick? No. Because sure. this has been stuck no. in my craw for weeks now, and no. I haven't really had an audience. Where's to your vent craw about it. located at? Um, you'll find out later if you're really lucky. Yes. Um, yes. And if you've got a nickel. So Damn. for everybody that's pissed off about Tilda Swinton's casting. Oh yeah. In, bullshit. In Doctor Strange. Fuck you, because they announced that, like, last year in fucking September or October, but now that the preview's out is when people are pissed off about Why it. Why are we pissed off about that? Because, because she's not she Asian. Play, she's not Asian, oh. she's not a man, and she she's playing the ancient one, and the, the thing is, and this was explained pretty beautifully, I think, by Kevin Feige, like, like a couple weeks ago, he says Feige. that- Was that? It's Feige. What the fuck ever. Fuck him. <laughs> um, hey, welcome to my brother who doesn't pronounce names right. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> like, uh, he-, he he explained it in a really good way that the ancient one is yes the ancient one's a character but it, it's not necessarily a character that's bound to one person and it doesn't have to be an eight little old asian man you know it can be a white icelandic woman yeah yeah maybe my, maybe in your reality it's a little old asian man but in the reality of this movie it's that's, a fucking that's, that's my whole woman. point is like this is not new news no not at all so anybody who's acting pissed off about it now like you're six months late so fuck off exactly and that and, and it's here's the thing on the like bandwagon one me. of the guys that's pissed off about it that actually like really disappoints me is george takei yeah and that's like i like george takei and he does a lot of stuff that i really agree with and i really say hey good on you but this is one of those things that he's picked up and i'm like dude fuck off i mean i don't know that i'm gonna tell takei to fuck off but like Maybe. I don't know. You might it's get just, blown if you do that. Like, See, I get it. He's Asian and he lived off, in a retirement camp and shit like that. Like, and that's that's a shitty road to go for anybody. Yeah, for sure. Um, but this is a movie role. Like, Nick Fury's fucking black. Nobody bitched about that. See, well, here's the thing that I, and I they get upset about. his character after that in the comic books? No, Ultimate Universe, he was always black. But, he was always black? Well, yeah. I know that there well, was... Ultimate Universe was practically styled after Nick Fury, yeah. uh, as in Samuel Jackson. The, but anyway. the dude who created the Nick Fury character for the Ultimate Universe did pattern him after Sam Jackson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, 
here's what I'll say about this. Uh, switching, you know, genders and roles and stuff like that uh, on a one-off character basis, probably not that big of an egregious deal. I don't think that we probably necessarily said, uh, gosh, we can't have this be a little old Asian man because why? That That's stupid. We're going to switch it to Tilda Swinton. You know, she's probably just really good for the role most of the time. That's not always true. Like, I'd be pissed off, and I am kind of pissed off about something like Akira. Uh, no, that's not it. Is that the right movie? Are name? you talking uh, the, Scarlett Johansson? The in very Go- famous Ghost anime, it Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and to me, that's justifiable. Uh, see, like I, really I think, think it is. Completely, it's a Japanese source material. Yeah, I think. I, I really think that them completely whitewashing something like that is a little retarded. But one role in one movie, like we again, exactly what you said before, we wouldn't bitch when they changed Samuel Jackson and made him black. I didn't give a shit. Perry White. Perry White. Uh, you know, Iris West. In the you know the Flash show, like, dude, I really like her. Yeah, she's super. <laughs> well, and let's talk about. Uh, let's, but that should... when you look at Superman, look at the photographer. What's Jimmy Jimmy Olsen? Jimmy Olsen turned into See, like, Jenny Olsen, so you completely changed the gender. No, Jimmy Olsen was there. So in we're the not... first one, he wasn't. He was in the second one. My point is, is and and again, it's a little hard to me, hard for me as a you know white male, you know whatever to speak about this. But cisgender, like, yeah, cisgender yeah. white male. <laughs> Tumblr, Tumblr. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Uh, it's a cisgendered white male, you know, of course, I don't have a logical outlook on Are this. Are you but not it's unicorn, kind of like, Ken? I don't, sure? I don't think that it, it's necessarily fair to say that, like, it's totally fine and we need to, you know, do the opposite, change all of these other roles to make them more inclusive and blah, 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 and change the storylines and get all pissed off because now we're altering the source material uh, every time we're doing that, except for it's fine when we do that, as long as it's not a white guy. Well, and Michelle think- Rodriguez actually came under fire a year and a half ago. Cause somebody, oh, yeah, we talked about that on the show. Yeah. Somebody approached her. Okay. So maybe it was a year ago. Uh, you guys been doing this shit for a year. Oh yeah. Happy anniversary, sweetie. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Did you get any, our, the anniversary was probably actually about three weeks ago, which right about when Eddie started fucking. Ditching I apologize. Out. Jeez, yeah. Something. Yeah. Um, stupid people dying and but, cancer uh, and stuff. It's, Fuck cancer. It's Maybe. buzzing. Is that you? Yep. <laughs> uh, My bad. Yeah, Michelle Rodriguez came under some fire because somebody asked her about being Green Lantern. She's like, I don't want to be Green Lantern. Like, like they're like, don't you think we need some racial diversity? And she's like, no, I, I think as people of different ethnic backgrounds, we need to come up with our own heroes. Like, stop commandeering something that's been the same way for 50 fucking years and let's do something new for a change yeah and yeah again maybe like as eddie was saying like i'm a dumb white guy and don't know the difference but that seems logical to me like, yeah well and at the same time i we think do, that so marvel just, has plus done there's a already really- a black green lantern and there's a fucking gender green lantern like that like what says diversity more than having a fucking redheaded so fucking character do, right? do we need a do we need a superhero that that wears red and first off i would watch what? a fucking guy gardner movie that would be awesome if they did it right They'd have to do it like Deadpool. That's all I'm oh, saying. Yeah. <laughs> they, would, they would have to do it because Guy Gardner was awesome. Well, and and I just think don't when cast Ryan Reynolds at, in it because then it's going to get old. That's all yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> I think when you like look all of a sudden he's not Marvel, Hal Jordan anymore. He's now Guy Gardner. <laughs> when you look at Marvel and the casting that they've done, like I think they've done a good job staying true and also trying to pull in people from the outside. Like Tilda Swinton, like they could have cast an old Asian man, but they brought in a woman. To be this mystical character wow. who is the teacher of Stephen Strange. I'm just I mean, saying, like I, I'm 
fairly confident, especially given the other sets of racial diversity in the Marvel Universe and the MCU in particular, I'm fairly confident this is not some evil white overlord, you know, sitting behind the, the thing and saying, like, no, no little Asian men. Like, we must get, you know, only white people. Well, and we're F- getting, Find me some Aryan broad to go play this role. We're you know. getting a Black Panther movie. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, it, it's a it's a it's a superhero movie with a not even African-American, a fucking African hero as the lead like you know what i mean like don't like don't shit on marvel because they cast a pale white chick as the ancient one when we're getting a black panther movie do you think he's gonna be muslim too no (laughs) yeah and i don't think that's whitewashing that's like we're also we're we're supposed to get a it's not gonna be black adam but it's like the rock plays black adam and shazam and you've got the rock who is this big giant samoan dude which is one of the most marketable actors there is living today. I'm just saying for for how racially diverse we are compared to even say 20 years ago these days, there's a lot of people really hung up on that shit. But anyway, that's enough bullshit talk on whatever uh you know outside of our normal nerdery. Let's uh get a refill and then let's we'll be back with the rest of the show. Yeah. All right. Okay, folks. That sound means we're back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's going to be our cut uh you know theme thing. Are we so, going Let's talk, uh, now that we're done with uh, Captain America Civil War, an hour and a half in, let's talk a little bit more about the Marvel Universe and a disturbing glimpse into studio uh, politics. politics. Words, man. Um, Uh, Courtesy of thenerdist.com. So, um, Bryce and Sam haven't seen this video, but there was a question asked to the Russo brothers about if you could bring in any other Marvel character, regardless of who has studio rights, um, to... Wolverine. Your next movie, who would it be? The answer was Wolverine. Brilliant. I read about this. and uh... um, We're going to post a link to a video. Um, it's Jessica Jobot from The Nerdist talking about it. And it's ridiculously well put together as far as just the, all the information that goes into it. Yeah. See, the only thing that I have a little bit of a problem with is that they just totally did kind of the same thing with Spider-Man. So I'm a lot more optimistic about these sorts of joint ventures happening uh, than not anymore. Here's the I thing, would though. say, though, not with Fox. Here's the thing. Oh, yeah. Marvel, I guess you're right because it's Sony, not it. Yeah, yeah you're Marvel right. you're right. and I, Marvel I take that back. didn't kill the Spider-Man comic book franchise like they did the X-Men and Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four is not even being published right now, and the mutants are a fraction of their former selves in uh, in place of now we have Inhumans like running rampant. Yeah, all over mm-hmm. the place. The Inhumans kinda... comic book is kind of taken off, and they're doing this. I think almost as a direct attack on the whole thing between mutants with mutants right now is like the Terrigen mists are now just floating freely in the air and it re- reacts horribly to mutant DNA and, and gives them um, the impox and also see that just makes me sad really like, fucks up their like, shit so like it's like two parents that are fighting and so they're taking it out on their children are you a child yeah. well I mean I kind of feel like one in yeah. this case because they're hurting the X-Men and that's like my bro yeah yeah <laughs> I don't know. Like, and, and he's like, and he's like, is it something I did? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I love like, you so much. That's like, why I have to hurt I, you I like promise, this. I promise I'll take out the trash if you don't. Just don't hit mommy. I know anymore. I haven't read it recently. I haven't seen a new issue recently, which is really sad to me. But I know that uh, Marvel had Old Man Logan going for a while, which is, to be honest, still one, is. It's a, it's, it's one of my series favorite. Now. It's one of my favorite uh, storylines. Is Logan is a fucking old man? Like it's fucking awesome so um anybody familiar with or not familiar with the old man logan uh storyline it's basically um when they did their secret wars uh storyline it's an alternate universe where logan um was essentially 
forced to kill the rest of the Avengers and X-Men. Nice. Um, and then goes off to like live with his wife and kid. It didn't work any well. Ready, <laughs> any better than when Bryce did it. <laughs> yeah. um, so he, he goes off to live with his wife and kid, and um, the Hulk has a bunch of offspring that are just complete bastards. And um, Like literally yeah. he wasn't married? or No, they're fucking assholes. I don't know that he was married See, either. So, so, I mean... So literally yeah. and figuratively. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So anyway, the Hulk has a bunch of little Hulklings that are um, bastards, and they terrorize everybody around and whatnot. Dr. And, Doom is... And Logan kind of has to, like, play the balance of, do I fight the Hulk people, mm-hmm. um, or do I let my... Try and raise my kid in a, in a semi-normal fashion at this point. Um, but now we have him here in our current timeline and whatnot, and he's basically just Wolverine, just kind of heals a little bit slower and not quite as fast, but... Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Wolverine only... is is much more jacked as an older man, though. Oh, he's, oh, he's huge, he's like ridiculous. <laughs> well, and, and not only do they have that, but they also have X twenty three. They they introduced the Wolverines, which is his daughter, and she's got the two claws. I think it is. I don't know. That's yeah. She's got two claws, but she's also got a a, a single claw on her feet as well. That's which cool. what fucking works, right? Wait, I mean. What? Laura, Laura is uh, Laura Kinney is is her yeah, Laura civilian Kinney's name, her, and she's one. she's a badass. She's a, she's essentially a clone, yeah, um, of Wolverine. But the only one they got right was one with uh, uh, the female chromosome, mm-hmm. and she's she's cool. Like I actually am, I read the all new Wolverine uh, book with her in it, and she's mm-hmm. also a, um, a character in the all new X Men yeah uh, series as well. Uh, she's she's awesome. I actually like her character a lot. Um, the other girls that you're talking about are actually um, clones that somebody tried to make of her. Yeah, okay. Uh, which, that's kind of a non-issue at this point. I mean, we're going to see a resurgence of it at some point because of the way that, that particular story arc ended. But all, all these clones, do you think they're going to start a war anytime soon? Maybe. Uh... Maybe. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Um... But anyway, Wolverine in the Marvel Universe, the cinematic universe as we know it, um, with the Russos and stuff like that. It's what they want. Hugh Jackman actually wanted to do it from the first time that they said, hey, we're doing the Avengers. Like, he wanted to be a part of it, but obviously it wasn't to be. Fox was not having anything of it, if I remember correctly. They were like, uh, fuck you, no. No, this this video actually kind of goes on to, to say in detail that the only way this happens in, in the near future is if both um, Apocalypse and Wolverine 3 bomb and there's a financial interest from the Fox side to do it. Which they won't because Brian Singer has done a really good job really rebooting the X-Men after with, with after he fucked it up. After he fucked it up. <laughs> he, yeah. he, to be fair, he didn't To be fair, up. yeah, he didn't. He was only through two, right? X1 and two, and then uh, the third one X3 one. was Ratner. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they only got Ratner because the dude who directed um, First Class mm-hmm. was going to do it. And then they yanked him off the project. Or no, he didn't want to do it because it was his first like major project and he didn't want to fuck it up. And so they replaced him with Ratner and Ratner God fucked damn it, it up. He's <laughs> like, told you. <laughs> and then he yeah. did first class and it was fucking amazing. Yeah. God. And then they brought back fucking Singer to do uh, the fucking Days of Future Past. Days of Future and, Past. Uh, and now he's doing Apocalypse, which, okay, for me, this, like, the teaser, the last trailer at the very end showed Wolvie's claws and I was like over the fucking moon. Like it already looked good, but you add Wolverine and you add Hugh Jackman into it and you're just going to make me a happy fucking camper. He's the only dude that's been in all of them. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. He he's he's uh to the X Men universe, you know, the Fox X Men universe, what Robert Downey Jr. is to yep. uh, the Marvel universe for sure. And I don't think there's any way that Apocalypse bombs and uh, no, no, I don't no. think there's any way because they kind of they figured out Wolverine with uh, the Wolverine, which was a really good. Fucking here's movie. here's the only way that Apocalypse doesn't do as well as at the box office as people think it will, and that is just because we come from Donna Justice, and then a month and a half later we have Civil War, and then within the same month now we have Apocalypse. Like, it's it's a lot of comic book movies, like, in one one string. But, like, don't get me wrong, I'm going. Oh, I'm but, fucking like, going. as a civilian, you know, are, I don't know if it's overkill. Are you? Well, I don't know, because X-Men, like, X-Men has a wide... Really? That's right, I went there. A civilian, really? When you look at the X-Men movies, there's such a... Uh, there's a lot of them. And people are really familiar with these characters, and so it's going to be... A continuation of the story it, it's not gonna bomb you know here's the thing i thought i was familiar with the x-men characters too and then they did days of future past and i'm like well fuck it <laughs> <laughs> i crumbled up my piece of paper and threw it over my shoulder i was like well not I, guess my... we, I guess we know nothing now you know, yeah. i i kind of like that though in comparison with with the quote-unquote marvel cinematic universe no i where, love it yeah i mean i mean in that the, the thing that that is sort of giving me a little bit of uh you doing <laughs> you, you're I'm, putting a marker to I'm, no i was muting crunchy mccrunch face over here oh oh okay okay shall i yeah that's working out <laughs> real well um so so here's something interesting that i was i was thinking about like with the captain america iron man all that stuff it seems like they're going towards these gigantic storylines that that can't be accomplished without you know, multiple characters and, and, and everything all in the same movies. Whereas, you know, with X-Men or whatever, you know, you, you we can go in any direction we want. Well, X-Men started with that many characters, though, in the first movie. Right, they yeah. fucked it up. The first movie? X-Men and X-2 were good. I mean, X-1, X-2, yeah. But as far as, like, following, like, large-scale comic book timelines... Where, where X-Men 3 fucked the dog was that they tried to do a Dark Phoenix storyline... Mm-hmm. And didn't like. Here's the thing. I don't know if I wasn't a comic book fan. Like if I'd never read that storyline um, or knew anything about it. Like I'd probably watch that movie and be like, "Oh, okay, whatever." That was a decent follow up to X two or whatever. Um, but because I know what Jean Grey is done and what she can do, and the Dark Phoenix and whatnot, like mm-hmm. I was just like, "This is a big steaming pile of shit." See, but I, you know, actually, I don't even think that it's fair to say that even if you hadn't seen that or you know had the lore behind it, that you wouldn't have thought the same thing because that movie really just was, from all standpoints, a steaming pile of bullshit. Yeah, like I've, it, I've yeah. never liked Marsden as Scott Summers. He didn't bother me, but the way that they killed him was just kind of like, "Wait, did that really happen?" And then it's the same thing with uh, Professor X. Um, the part that pissed me off about X3 is I really, really did like uh, Famke Jansen as oh, God. Jean Grey. Yeah, oh, but yeah, she was see, great. Th- and here's the thing. Here's what is fucking absolutely makes Days of Futures Past like that much more brilliant. Um, they managed to undo that in a way that's, you know, very obviously a bit of a, re- a soft reboot. Um, so we still get a chance to see Famke Jansen as, uh, uh, you know, potentially the Phoenix at some point. Certainly as Jean Grey. No, that we do. It's uh, the girl from uh, Game of Thrones, Sophie, the girl who plays. Um, well, no, but Sophie we saw Turner. 
We saw yeah, it, so at the end of Days of Futures Past. We saw Famke Jensen. We did, but we're I don't seeing think, a different timeline. But this I think. is this is going to be the eighties now. So I don't yeah. think we I don't think we get to go see those characters again. Yeah, no. you're probably right about that. I mean, I they they could. They've set it up so that they could, but I don't. I think you're right. They're probably not going to go back. Patrick Stewart, we get to see again because he's coming back in Wolverine three. Yeah, I, I think for some of it, it's kind of funny how they did that because for some of them, they, they were like Ian McKellen, too badass not to have. Uh, Patrick Stewart, yeah, we're keeping him in here too. Well, that's because Patrick Stewart's a sexy old fucking Star Trek captain. Well, yeah. those two are funny too because they're super besties anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're, they're so gay for each other. It's great, and, uh, and one is actually very gay, very gay yeah. in general. Yeah, in general, just to put that so out there. So when they were approached to to do uh, Days of Future Past, like they were like, "Wait, you guys aren't just doing the the younger people?" Are like, "No, like we like the, this is the concept of this movie," and they're like, "Well, fuck yeah." Like, <laughs> <laughs> Do Did you shit. see on Patrick Stewart's uh, Instagram the other day when he tried pizza for the first time? That's like what? Four years old. Is that four years old? Yeah, Am I behind the curve? It. Okay. Never mind. And but I still, think, was pizza it, for the first time? Like, Come on. Hasn't he ever watched Star Trek The Voyage Home? <laughs> yeah. Star Trek 4, was it? Yeah, it was It was 4. 4, yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, um, lots of bullshit studio politics. We don't know if we'll ever see Wolverine in an Avengers movie. And Hugh Jackman is like, hey, I'm done after yeah. wolfie three so See, even but, if they were able to negotiate something i don't know that we'd get the wolverine that we've come I just, used to i just don't know that he really will be done like i think here's, he's, he loves this character so much like i think if, if the conditions were right i think it could totally well, here's happen. the thing this is what this this video doesn't talk about and this is the ultimate trump card hugh jackman could easily be like hey guess what i'll come back and be wolverine in two more movies for you guys but you gotta let me go do this see now that's like, a yeah. thing i think could exist yeah and I think that, like, that to me is what would be plausible for, for it to happen. And maybe that's what Hugh Jackman's getting ready to do, be able to hold this trump card and, over fucking Fox and say, yeah. well, honestly, there's your financial interest. If yeah. you're looking for Fox's financial interest in this whole thing, maybe it's that. Yeah, he's like, so I've done this for 16 years, let's make it an even 20, but let me go do this yeah. little thing and over here. And the thing here. is, and, and this is the question <laughs> that Fox thing. has to Just answer is, okay, Hugh Jackman's done. What do we do with this character now? Do we reboot it and get it to somebody younger, somebody new, who is not going to be as bankable? Because Hugh Jackman... Yeah, Hugh Jackman became bankable because of Wolverine. There's already speculation that the Laura Kenny uh, character is going to be in yeah. Wolverine 3. And do we so, do it with Laura Kenny? That's what you do. Or you could do Dakin, but Dakin, I think, is harder to... He doesn't translate to film as well. Dakin is Wolverine's actual son. Yeah. Um, And he is quite bisexual and... That's kind of a big part of his character in the I comic book. I really doubt that'll be major motion so pictures. That's soon. that's what I mean. Like that's going to be a hard one to do on. There's going to be a lot of Tumblr involvement in this one. <laughs> yeah, maybe some grinder alerts. Yeah, if you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right, let's talk about some other stuff. We've, yeah. we've kind of beat Marvel to death at this point. Let's get to DC real quick. So, um, let's bore the shit out of these boys for a couple minutes and just yes. talk about how cool the flash was for the last couple weeks. I'm totally going to munch chips. The on. flash was amazing. Okay. Yeah, you can't just, just munch you. chips. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There we go. <laughs> um, so the flash has been totally awesome. You know what? We're not going to do this week though. What's really different. Cause for the last, you know, year we've done this show. We've generally talked about arrow, uh, as it airs. I have seen arrow up to date. Matt has not. Matt hasn't watched Arrow for the last two episodes. Matt doesn't give a fuck right now. And he's not. And I'll, I'll watch it, but like, I just haven't wrong. had time. He's not wrong. The only reason I'm still watching it is because I'm kind of a completionist, so I at least want to finish out the season. But it's just been nonstop bullshit since and I'm, that. And I'm going to. It just, like, 
it is so not my priority anymore. Oh yeah, no, 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 not at all. Like, it, uh, gosh, watching the Flash, even Legends. Watching Legends just makes me think how shitty uh, everything has gotten on Arrow. So anyway, we're not really paying much attention to Arrow anymore. Uh, Mark Guggenheim, if you're listening, uh, maybe do something else. Writing doesn't seem to actually be writing a superhero show anyway. Yeah, doesn't seem to be a strength. Okay, the microphones don't have a wall like right here. <laughs> Where are my chicken wings? <laughs> then why don't you order one? All right. Yeah, that one clipped a little. Anyway. All right, so let's talk about The Flash, because that's a show that doesn't make me want to put a gun in my mouth. Dude, Zoom, man. Like Zoom, so I know. Here's the thing. i got to give a shout-out to my wife, because um, we were watching the last episode together, um, and we're always talking about the people that are killing it on these shows, acting-wise and whatnot. Um, the dude that plays... Teddy um, Sears. Jay Garrick? Yep. Yeah, like, she was commenting just on the fact that, like, he does the Jay Garrick character really well, and then all of a sudden he's Zoom now, now that we know, and, like, he's... It's like Grant Ward all over again, yeah. except for maybe even a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, so Jay Garrick I actually liked as a character um, when he was Jay Garrick. Uh, now that they've kind of switched him over to Zoom, he's even more interesting to me. Um, and so Zolomon. Just, just like Grant Ward, except for the thing about Grant Ward is I did not like him as Grant Ward. You know, like the good guy. Once he became I never Hydra, thought he was a good guy anyway. Oh, I did. I totally bought that shit until they they flipped it. Um, but when they you flipped that it, show? that was when it was like actually interesting. Yeah, I watched the first two seasons. So The Flash has been killing it. Yeah. Last couple episodes. Um, and then this this coming week, uh, in three days, probably after you post the show, would be my suspicion. Around there. Um, we actually get the Kevin Smith-directed episode of The Flash. I'm looking super forward to this. Which I, Jay Muse has a role in. Yeah, yeah, and I really want to watch this basically because of that. because J- Not because Kevin Smith. like that. That's enough fodder, but I want to see Jay Muse on TV. In the Flash. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. You know, I'm pretty sure we, he doesn't get anything more than a cameo, but, you know, it's still going to be fun. Uh, no, thing- he's, he's, in, he's in two spots. I think he's actually a villain, too. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, they wrote, what, they found amazing. out he was... A, yeah. And what the background is, they found out, like, he's a huge Flash fan. Huge Flash, Arrow, CW shows fan. And he's bigger than Kevin Smith, and Kevin Smith directed one, what was it, last season? No, this is the first time he's directed Is this Flash. the first one? Um. So... I can elaborate on Sam's point a little bit. So um, he and I both listen to Hollywood Babylon, and um, yeah. I'm pretty caught up now. I only have I think 14 more episodes until I'm completely current. Yeah, I'm around the same spot. And uh, we oh. apologize for our sound studio. Um, with the window open. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, Garmin's been talking to to Kevin Smith about the Flash show because he watches it and yeah. um, Smith and and this is I, I think I'm in December, no I, I guess late no, October it, I'm in late October and um of of 2015 and Kevin Smith hasn't watched any of it yet at this point and so he's kind of just like so anyway, anyhow um and Kevin Smith kind of talks a lot about how Jay is kind of his barometer for shows to watch and whatnot and he's basically been watching JMU's react to this whole thing. And at this point, at this point, uh, Kevin Smith hasn't watched any of it yet. So, um, but Muse is a huge Flash fan, and so to Sam's point, I think it's it's kind of a, a big deal that he got to take part in in this next week's episode of it. So, yeah, and it, it, like it's exciting for me because 
while I, I, I adore pretty much anything Kevin Smith does, I, Kevin Smith, if you're listening to this fucking, this podcast, I thought Tusk was awesome. Fuck people who said it wasn't. I actually haven't watched it yet. You should. It's I know. me what hilarious. What the fuck? Um, I like the fact that Jay- I watched Red State. What do you want? No, I like uh, Tusk is what I want. <laughs> I like when Jay Muse gets into stuff. Like, he, I don't know what he brings to stuff. Like, he's made several movies without Kevin Smith, but whenever I see him in a movie, I'm like, it's fucking, it's Jay. But the cool thing, too, is um, this week is not the last time we get to see Kevin Smith direct a Flash episode because he has already signed on to direct an episode um, from season three. That's gonna He's going to be doing that in August. So it's going to be one of the earlier episodes because that show actually goes back into production in July. So it'll be first half of the season. Does this not seem like the thing that Kevin Smith is absolutely perfectly suited for? Well, I think we should probably watch this week's episode first. Before we make that call, well, I mean, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But I, I totally get let, it. Let's just, you know, Kevin Smith's skill set is, you know, very, very, uh, you know, dialogue heavy, which, you know, you can do in TV. Uh, in fact, you kind of have to do in TV most of the time because you don't have the giant CG budgets that you get in movies. Well, um, this next episode looks to be, you know, kind of a very character driven dialogue thing. It's uh, this episode is going to be intense because it's, I think, takes place mostly in Barry's head. Yeah. So which, you know basically is just dialogue 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 so um, that that's very kevin smithy and then the other thing that i really like about it too is kevin smith is probably much more of a hardcore comic book nerd than certainly i am but well, here's the thing he's proven to us that he can direct movies that aren't just like one-on-one dialogue now yeah yeah i mean the good portion of his of his library has been kind of that up yeah. up until late but did you see red state i have not you should see red state um, i've heard good things Red State is actually not a Kevin Smith movie in the general sense of... It's not a VOSQ universe. The, the term, right. Well, and VOSQ universe is dead at this yeah. point, so... Uh, they're making Mall Rats, too. But it's not... Die Hard in a Mall. Yeah, I know. They're also making Clerks 3, but it's not gonna be, like, a VOSQ production, I don't think. That fucking really? makes me sad, dude. Really? Mosher's done producing, and the, you kind of have to have Mosher to do... Oh, is he? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's back to produce any of those, so... <laughs> That's too bad. Um, but he's I mean, he's in Mallrats too. I was gonna say what I I don't I don't imagine yeah. they're not friends anymore. So I want no, they they doing. still do Smodcast together and everything every yeah. Couple he of weeks just might be done with doing the movie. I think thing. he's done making movies. I think he doesn't have any desire to do it anymore. So it is a huge this, pain in the ass, especially for a producer like him. So. Yeah. So I think these will be uh, Smodco productions. That's fair. That's definitely fair. But uh, I don't even know where I was going. Oh, um, Red State has some action sequences in it and whatnot that. Uh, Smith always talked about, oh, I don't know how to direct action, but then, like, I think only recently, over the last ten years, he's been like, oh, wait, you can hire a DP to do that shit. Mm. Like, yeah. <laughs> See, Snyder still got a job in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Anyways. Yeah. Um. So the, the moral of the story is watch this upcoming week's Flash episode. Yeah. yeah. If you're a Kevin Smith fan, th- if this you're, is or an good... episode or a fan of the Flash, I mean, yeah. Either way, I think I think we're in for some good stuff. And they all, like, I, I read an interview with um, the dude who plays Cisco, and he was talking about how yeah. generous Kevin Smith is as a director, like, just letting people Carlos be who they are. Carlos Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. not the DS9 Cisco. Ah, my bad. No, it's a bald black dude with a phaser. Uh, actually, <laughs> that does happen. They cross over. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Worf's there, of course, because Worf's always there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Worf yeah. is the glue he's, that holds he's, the he's TNG back in, universe together. Yeah, in DS fact, 9. I think this yeah. this episode is is actually about him like 
back being back in command red instead of having the uh like the oh the gold the technical gold yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the security officer gold mm-hmm. so yeah. we've got a little Chief bit more in the gold CW too. verse engineering too yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little uh, mixing here yeah, yeah. there's a potential we're going to see supergirl coming to the cw soon potentially not, not not like a crossover but like maybe um, like a movie we should know officially main 18th or 19th yeah, so um, the short of this... You, you guys probably know a little bit more. Like, what's prompted this? Is there low ratings well, on MVC? We were, we were talking yeah, about the actually, show. Yeah, kind of this, this whole thing is um, the amount of viewers that Supergirl started with at the beginning of the season yeah. has literally been cut in half by the end of the season. Oh, wow. Um, and the fact that it's $3 million per episode to produce... Oh, my God. Is, uh, is, ...is kind of, like, you know... If you're CBS, those aren't good ratings... Yeah. Um, if you're the CW, they're amazing ratings, but you can't afford a $3 million per episode so budget. So how are they going to cut the budget? Well, um, that's actually what this article talks about a little bit is is if they if they go this direction, and anybody who's not familiar... A gigantic fucking amount of this. CBS gonna... owns half of the CW. In fact, the C in CW is for CBS and the W is for Warner Brothers. So it's a joint venture between the two yeah. brands. Um, so it's it's very feasible for this to happen, but there's going to be have to... A couple conditions will, will will take place. One, uh, production will move from Los Angeles to Vancouver. Okay, mm. definitely cheaper. Um, and two, uh, if it leaves Los Angeles, we probably lose one of the mainstay characters of that show, which is Callista Flockhart's Cat Grant character. Um, and and that's not to say we won't have a Cat Grant because there's a number of different ways they could spin this into a new series on the CW. Um. And it's not unrealistic to think that some characters might change. Yeah. Um, also, when you're talking about budget, like I guarantee Callista Flockhart's one of the bigger parts of that. As yeah. far as cast, cast uh, royalties go. Which, I mean, if you heard us talk about the pilot episode and like even the first few episodes into the season, like you wouldn't believe me when I tell you right now that she's actually probably one of my favorite cast what? members at this point yeah ally mcbulimia is one of your favorite characters number one she looks Man. much healthier now than she used to <laughs> nice nice <laughs> that is a callback that like nobody is old enough to get anymore yeah <laughs> outside of this table yeah nice um, um do i can <laughs> the other thing definitely like the cg budget compared to um what's on the cw uh for supergirl is like ridiculous high like just what they're doing with Martian Manhunter, which happens fairly regularly as far as CG goes. Now, yeah, like they're gonna cut that shit hard. So, like, I think we're gonna see a lot more character-driven stuff, which actually wouldn't be the worst thing because that's yeah. one of the weaknesses of the show right now is that it might be really good actually. Yeah, yeah, there's there's not a lot of plot for as much money as is behind it. So, yeah. Um, Wait, is it kind of like a Zack Snyder film? Ha. Huh. No, no, these 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 episodes aren't that convoluted. (laughs) (laughs) It's no sucker punch. All right. right, Speaking of Zack Snyder, we have another bit of news. Zack Snyder now has a handler. Yeah. Oh yeah. I. He's a little guy. He goes by the name of Ben Affleck. Did you read about how he was? Is this about him being the executive producer? Yeah. Ben Affleck's been made executive producer of the Justice League movie, which I'm pretty excited about. I am too, because like I keep saying, like Ben Affleck's a pretty good actor. But the dude can knows his shit behind the camera. So, and I, I don't have a link to this article in here, but I'll find one and and we can throw it in there. But uh, this article that we have a, a link to right now just basically talks about how Warner Brothers is saying because Ben and Zach work so well together for Donna Justice, 
they've decided to make Ben an executive producer. The article that I read today actually takes a different spin on it, and that is that Ben Affleck was so horribly ashamed of how well this the Batman Superman movie did that oh, it's like a this meme. was this was Warner Brothers' attempt to uh, placate him. Have he you was seen, ashamed? Have you seen that? And how well it did? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. At no, the no. critical reviews. Oh, the and critical, every, yeah. And, okay. and and the fact that the movie basically tanked second week. Yeah. Um, have you seen that meme where it's like Ben Affleck and he's giving an interview? Yeah. 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 He's like, hello, darkness, my old friend. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. see, that's kind of bullshit because like anybody who's watched this movie, even if they don't like the movie, um, it, it it's basically universal that Ben killed it as Batman, like yeah. and Bruce Wayne. Like there's no way. Oh yeah. The, the, we've already talked about this on the show, but you know, we've got a Ben Affleck written and produced uh, Batman movie coming pretty soon. Uh, and everybody's super, super fucking excited for that because the that's Batman in this movie was produced, amazing. That's and the active. other half of, of his anger at Warner Brothers right now, and that is they announced that they were moving forward with the Ben Affleck written and, and directed Batman movie before he was done negotiating with that with him about that as well. Well, I guess that he could probably just line them up over the table then because like, yeah. oh yeah, he's they've already written that, bend them over. They, like, they've already, already written one. that check at that point. Like yeah. once once As you've Kevin got that, Smith once uh once wrote for Clerks Clerks too, he finds himself in a very actionable position right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. By the way, my bad, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, this the, something 37? like this, something <laughs> like this needs to happen because uh, you know we've said this a lot. Zack Snyder's got a lot of talents making movies, uh, but story and things like that aren't one of them. Like, <laughs> and really ben Affleck is really well. And here's the thing: story. he was handed the story. It's not like he wrote the story for the most part. Um, he wasn't just, wasn't Goyer the main writer on this? Yeah, yeah. he just Goyer. didn't direct it that well. Well, there's it's both. Like the writing is so convoluted. Like it is doesn't it matter though? how you directed it. They cut. They they left so much on the cutting room floor at this point that we don't know what the original story even nah. was. Now, if, I'm sure there's going to be a longer. First cut off, we, on the release. we got uh, yeah. The the DVD release is rumored to be like north of three hours. Here's yeah. the thing: you can't buy this movie in a form that isn't the director's cut. Like if you want the theatrical cut, it comes with. Yeah, the ultimate edition Blu-ray, but like right. it is the director's but, cut uh, at this point. I mean, it's not even released yet, so it's sort of a little early to say that they never would release just the movie without the director's cut. All I'm saying is it's on sale already. But, yeah, I just want to know. You can't buy. I I just want to know who who is it wrote... released already? I thought it was. It was no, not like released, but it's, they're doing pre-sale. Right? They're releasing okay. it like in July. Who who yeah. is responsible for the Wonder Woman email advertisement for the Justice League movie? <laughs> that's what I want to know. Like uh, whoever that person is, they fucked up. Yeah, yeah. It's that was uh, James Smith. Yeah, yeah, totally. But anyway, here's the thing. Like Joe, Joe, Joe. Smith. Both, oh both, my bad, Joe. Yeah, I really, Joe. I really think James that is his birth certificate name. Though. The actors right. are the only people who kind of got this right, with maybe the exception of uh, that guy whose name I forgot, Mark Zuckerberg, because uh, <laughs> I didn't like his characterization at all. But. Um, Snyder Snyder's position as a director like I would think that that would include you know vetoing some of the dumber shit that happens in this movie in Zuckerberg's defense he just had a baby I mean yeah but that doesn't mean he Facebook's play been one really on politically active lately so I mean <laughs> and then you know secondarily the, the other thing I would say is like there is just too much going on in the story like from a writing standpoint it's weak because there's just too much shit going on that is not reined in properly like, and, and first off are, we've are just we seen... at the point now where we're about to change our position from our last podcast about this movie where we liked it I you know <laughs> I think maybe 
Because at least for me, every time I start thinking about it again, it's kind of like, you know, it, it's like... I, I, I haven't seen it again. It's I, like, I still wanna, like it's, it. It's basically so. like date rape. It's like, it wasn't it so bad, time. but now I see it again, and it's like... And I want oh, to see it where I can digest it, where I can sit down and watch it and think about it. Yeah, but here's the thing, and this kind of tells volumes about it. Like, I'll, I'll go see Captain America Civil War before I see dawn of justice again oh yeah see, for sure and that's the thing like especially True. now in light of having seen dawn of justice or uh, civil war that it just really kicks the it just like curb stomps dawn well of justice. and here's the deal well, here, i'm gonna buy batman versus superman and i'm gonna buy it solely on the performances of uh gal gadot and uh affleck affleck you know what i mean yeah that's fair definitely fair I mean, if they do anything decent with the rest of the property, like this, if nothing well, else, here's, here's the question for you. Like, I am super many interested times, in the director's cut as how well. How many times did you go see Star Wars? Uh, twice. I saw it three times. Yep. I saw Batman once. I've seen Civil War once, but I want to see it again. I had really very little desire to see Batman versus Superman again until it comes out on Blu-ray. Yeah, I, just, I won't I just get want it until I can actually watch the, the extended cut. That, I want the extended yeah. cut of the warehouse scene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I want. And I'm I hoping want the there's bells an extra and whistles. I don't want to watch what came out in theaters because, <laughs> yeah. to me, like, Affleck did great, Gal Gadot did great, but there's so much confusion and there's so much stuff that was left out. What's the point of me seeing that theatrical cut ever again? I mean, the the thing the thing purely here is like the story. The story is really what gets screwed up. I think the story becomes so convoluted that that's really where most of the movie falls down. Yeah, yeah. they had a lot of lot of awesome concepts in the movie, but the story just gets so convoluted. There's that like it just gets thirty up. or forty minutes of new footage in the director's cut. Yeah, which see, and that's either going to yeah. make it great or make it a. It's just yeah. It's going to be like sprinkling a shit over a train wreck. You know. Well, that's like, that's the thing is like if the thirty minutes that we get in the director's cut is actually like stuff that helps like enlighten us toward you know i don't know what does that last scene with lex luther actually mean because it, that's not explained at see, all like I, I, the that... parademons in the in the nightmare scene not explained at all you know but if it's 30 minutes of <laughs> yeah i don't care it's it's like one of those unrated movies that were super popular like 10 years ago yeah, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> let's move on. It's like doesn't Should actually add anything. It's just right. a, a stupid, shitty addition well, to the you, scene. Did you guys get the preview of uh, Now You See Me two? Yeah, tonight. I did. No, not no, tonight. not tonight. I saw. I no, saw we, it. I saw it with I've the Civil seen it War. Before, though. Yeah, I saw it with Civil War. It was that was the preview of the one I saw. That movie looks decent. I liked the first one. The first. In fact, one was I think good. I watched it with you. Not in the theaters, but I think you were at my house when I watched uh, it. Some of it, yeah. Now um, you see me, it's a good flick. Solid, I really dug yeah. it, and Solid. Ruffalo was good in it, and, and Eisenberg is great. Yeah, in, in uh, those yeah, movies, Eisenberg's not a bad Harrelson. actor. I just didn't like that character. No, I think they fucked up Lex totally. So yeah. Anyway, that's just that's just yeah. Me. I don't think it was it was. There's Zucker. a way to direct Eisenberg. I guess it wasn't is what I'm trying to say. Zack Snyder. Yeah. All right, let's move to. Shall we talk about some other stuff? Um, we we've got a list in here. This is actors that are ruining their superhero shows. Yeah, which um, you and me are going to have some uh, conflicting points with this article. Like, yeah, quite a bit. It, starting with the first one, uh, Paul Back- Blackthorn, absolutely amazing in Gotham. Fuck you, or not Gotham? Arrow. Arrow. I'm he's, he's actually one of the shining points in that show. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. He's like, hey, look, I can act, and so many people on the show can't. Yeah. Um, so I disagree with that. Um, also disagree with Wentworth Miller. Yeah, I knew you would. Uh, Wentworth, I'm not as huge a fan of, um, but I still like him as as Snart. Like he does a great job, I think. So whatever. he does kind of border into the exquisite realm. <laughs> yeah. Occasionally, 
um, because he doesn't come out of that character easily. Yeah. Are you watching Heroes Reborn at all? Nope. Nope. Don't give a fuck about Zachary Levi. Yeah, neither do I. Peter Fascinelli, uh, I actually kind of agree with this one. I don't really like Peter Fascinelli in Supergirl. Um, I don't know if it's that I don't like Peter Fascinelli, though, or if I don't like how Maxwell Lord is written. Like, I can't... I don't think it's necessarily him that's doing the part in Justice. I just don't think that that character is written well at all in that show. Yeah. Uh, the Flash, Candace Patton, Iris West. Yeah, I totally disagree with this. You know, I, I think as if her acting chops are not quite there in some scenes, but no, I, she doesn't break the show for me at all. I thought she's gotten quite a bit better. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Brett Dalton. Um, here's the thing. I don't know that <clears throat> this is another one of those things where like, I didn't particularly care for his character for the first couple seasons, but I don't think that's his fault, and I think this season um, is quite a bit different and See, i think he's doing it well that's where i would argue completely against him being on this list grant word for the first season or you know half a season was boring as shit but that's because of how he was written and then once he got you know some actual character development he became a super interesting character me character to me so yeah i'm gonna say no don't agree ben mckenzie on gotham totally disagree <laughs> with this he's like the best part about I that show i fucking love that dude right okay so that i think is consensus there yeah. Uh, Daredevil Eldon Henson. Uh, again, completely foggy. fucking disagree because I, Foggy is amazing. Yeah, and especially after the last season, Foggy just got cooler and cooler. So yeah. just stop being so wrong this list. Um, yeah. So anyway, that wraps up the list of people who... Oh, that was uh, everybody already? Yeah, that's wow. that's the list. And, and you know, they were wrong for... I think the only one we we basically came down on was Zachary Levi, who we both agree we, we're not watching Heroes. So Yeah, I didn't watch heroes the first time and i don't want to watch him being reborn so. i watched a couple of episodes and then i kind of forgot about it for a while and then everybody was like no don't, i, I don't watched watch, the first episode and i was like anymore it's not going to get better i watched the first episode and i was like well i didn't care but that was the first episode so maybe the second one will yeah like change my mind i watched like half of the second one three times and i was like you know what i'm done i'm told it's pretty good but uh you absolutely do not move past the first season because it you know, drops off like Nira- Niagara Falls. Yeah. Okay. The next link we've got in here, um, we, we j- it's basically just a cool list of box office stats. Yeah. This Not- is box office mojo. Yeah. Tell me why you put this in here. I put this in here just to basically kind of illustrate um, where things sit nationally. And this isn't uh, current, I don't think, because I don't even think it has. So we're looking at a list of uh, worldwide grosses for um, box office movies uh, from 1 through 100. So right now our current lead is uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens, which comes as probably no surprise to anybody. And that's a little over $2 billion. Uh, The top five after that, Avatar, Titanic. uh, Oh, I'm sorry. This is gross domestic, so it's 936. Jurassic World and The Avengers. Um, Notable at number six is... The, the the Avengers, the okay. first Avengers. The first uh, notable at number six is The Dark Knight. So just for some perspective, Deadpool comes in at number 30. Yeah. Um, Batman vs. Superman comes in at number 42, which, interestingly enough, followed by Zootopia. I wouldn't have guessed that. So here's the thing about this list. Um, it actually is pretty comprehensive in the fact that you can sort by different things. Um, you can do... Um, all-time domestic gross adjusted for inflation so you can kind of see the that's like, kind of the one i think you should go for yeah. where things would sit um all things considered the other thing too is um i want to kind of put to rest a little bit about the whole star wars versus avatar in the worldwide gross because avatar still has grossed more money avatar was also in theaters for considerably longer 
before any any kind of home video release. Plus, it had a second run. It was released twice. Mm-hmm. Um, Titanic was in theaters. I'm not even shitting you for a solid year before it saw no, any home that's video. That's legit. Action. I remember people that saw it for like like nine times, and it wasn't because they were like super diehard fans. It was just because it was in theaters. That yeah, long. it was literally in theaters for a year before anything happened. And I think it got a second run as well um, around Oscar time, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, not that year. I mean, it got a second run in 3D. Did it? Okay. More recently, yeah. much more recently, but yeah, not not in '97 or whatever. So, The Force Awakens was in theaters for all of five months. Also, though, not even. I mean, it when it came was out... released, it, it we were talking about this in in that you know we went to see Captain Captain America and it was sold out the first the first theater that we tried. Um, the thing about Force Awakens is they also released it on so many screens. Like it was in four or five screens in a single theater, Sold like out. so even Sold even even if time. it was only out for say five months total time frame, like the number of showings per night, so the number of total showings for the movie were still you know is incredibly huge for any movie. I mean, in five months is probably even aggressive. Like the movie came out in um, this was December, wasn't December yeah, and December. it was like mid to late December, yeah. and it was on home video by I should say DVD on DVD. And Blu-ray by, um, you know, April. April. So it maybe had a strong, you know, three and a half to four month run, I I think. You know, some some theaters are probably showing it as long as four months, but more likely it's it was out of theaters somewhere between three months and three and a half. They didn't do a very good job of keeping the release date for home video release uh, under wraps. Um, In fact, Amazon had it set for release on April 5th. And then I, I went back like the next day and it was back to not having a release date. Okay, so question. Since it's come out on home video, how many times have you guys watched it? I've slept through it twice. I've watched it twice and slept through it once. Uh, two and a half times. I Three think. times and probably once myself for sleeping through it. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, two and a half. Right. So, I mean, I've, I've watched it. I think I've watched it a total of twice, but I've also slept through it twice as well. So You know, and as much as people, um, it, this movie is not without its flaws, but I just like it more each time. I love it. And yeah. this this movie, um, and and I I read a, a pretty detailed interview with JJ about it, where he kind of talks about how he made this movie basically for everybody that's been waiting for a new Star Wars movie since Jedi. Mm-hmm. He um, he actually kind of says it in a way that's like uh, kind of diplomatic, in that he's trying to say like, yeah, we wanted to make sure you remember that this is not the prequel trilogy. And, yeah, and like, he he we're, says we're he, deliberately doing that. Like, remember when in Clerks two. They were taken back porch monkeys as a as a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> By they you mean Randall. JJ JJ Randall. Yeah, JJ took back Star Wars. Yeah, Randall for had sure. Porch monkey <laughs> with masking with... taped across his back yeah, for life, yeah. yo. Yeah, there was much less controversy with JJ taking back Star Wars though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was not controversy at all because people were like, "Wait, he's not going to say anything about midi chlorians." Yep. Fuck yes. Yep, we're going to buy three tickets Bullard. right now. Sign me up. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was probably at least 60 or 70 percent of fan service honestly yeah it was fan service plus hey let's introduce some new characters you know that are actually see but interesting it's not jj, JJ to... was like here's the deal motherfuckers i'm gonna make a star wars movie better than the prequels and you know what's not gonna happen luke skywalker doesn't have a total a fucking single line of dialogue <laughs> like you know, actually, yeah, that's kind of funny. That and you, you fuckers that are going to be lining up around the block to watch it. That's that's kind of funny that you mentioned that because I could see that being like a pitched meeting battle. Like, 
We're not. Luke's gonna be in the movie, but he's not gonna say a fucking word. He's gonna like, be in the last five. Meanwhile, minutes. Disney execs are like trying not to shit themselves as he's saying what? this. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, everybody. The true test is if this movie holds up over time, which I think it will. All right. Oh, for sure. He's, it, we didn't talk about this either um, during our initial roundtable at fucking four o'clock in the morning or whatever time that was. Yeah. So the Star Killer base, right? Mm. Yeah, for sure. Did anybody draw a parallel to the fact that Luke's original name in in Lucas's original story was Luke Starkiller? Oh yeah. Oh, I thought mm-hmm. it, but we didn't talk about it at all. I don't think we talked about it at all. I wasn't sure if that was a direct um, like we're supposed to know that in ca- well we can't there was there was never any in canon part where we knew that but um, yeah I I, I kind of thought that was a nice little nod. I think that was kind of the ultimate fan service. Like as much yeah. as people are like, oh, it's just another Death Star. No, it's a little bit more than that. Like yeah, but that's you gotta. It's psychological. See, so. but it's a bigger Death Star. Eh, eh, it's yeah. a planet. Well, right. and you know, one uh, shot like it, it's like a cum shot. It goes everywhere. One shot, one kill. Yeah. No, <laughs> you've got like far, five. Some planets. of us have more control than that, Sam. That's hey, all I'm saying. If you can get it in both eyes, why not? The problem with me is I tend to get it into the uterus. Or well, that is yeah, yeah, that, that, is, that, is, that, is, that is definitely your problem. Like uh, you're pretty the amount of child support I pay it's probably is, what is it for and counting now? What? Nothing Kids? I pay for. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, well, you the do ones pay he for knows all, I guess, I guess. Yeah, you I, do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. All right. On that note, um, I, I, we have Saga in the show notes, but I don't think we're ready to talk about Saga. No, these these two fuckers over here, are, they're not current yeah. on it. Yeah. Oh my All right, god. So uh, let's wrap this up. Um, it's been a long time. We've been gone for a while. Or I've been gone for a while. The shows keep are, going. Are, they meant to be on Staples. Hold on, Matt. Matt, are you insinuating that that uteruses and wand prats are about the same size? I'm saying I'm probably well, better at bullseye an egg. Womp rats are significantly rat. bigger. Actually, that's, that's, pretty, pretty, that's talent like, because those rat eggs is, are tiny. Yeah, a womp rat is way bigger. Eggs oh, are super tiny. Well done, you. I, I mean, just I'm just saying, like the the equivalent that was like hitting a uterus from across the room. But ever since the T16 came out, I just can't get anything <laughs> for this thing. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. Yeah, later. later. Thanks for hanging with us for for that. <laughs>